Audience, Matt Mosley, what a day of rejoicing. It is gorgeous weather. We've got all sorts of baseball going on, playoff baseball. If you didn't realize it, playoff baseball started this afternoon. There's a game, in fact, at noon today. There's uh, games uh, all day tomorrow. And uh, tell you what people love, Stephen Simcox on the radio, live baseball, live playoff baseball. Uh, it's always been incredible. I remember back in the old days at my former station, we would get tremendous ratings when we just ran some, especially Rangers playoff baseball. Now, that seems like a, a distant way. Now, here's a man who knows his way around the Rangers and the Astros, Scott Stewart, head coach at Temple. And, uh, Scott, before we talk about a great win for your team, which way uh, growing up, now, I know you have some uh, roots there in Troy, around Central Texas. Were you a Rangers fan or Astros fan? It was Rangers, no question, no doubt. Get it out of the way. Not, not even close. I know lately they got to cheat to win, but it's Texas Rangers all the way. <laughs> I love that. You know, funny, I love that. Funny story Did is you? my dad got inducted into the High School Hall of Fame uh, in 2008. Uh, as a baseball coach and a player, all that good stuff, and in the induction class was Nolan Ryan. So I, I got to, I got to do the induction speech, and Nolan Ryan was sitting 18 inches away from me. And I, I, I was there for dad, but I had to acknowledge the fact that I'm sitting there talking, sitting next to a legend, speaking to Texas <laughs> Rangers. So, yeah. oh my goodness, where remind me where your dad was uh, all all those years? Because I, I know you do come from uh, from a a great coaching family. Where was he all those years? <laughs> So he, uh, so he got he, he went to college to play basketball at East Texas State, and then when he came home, he uh, in the summer he got drafted to Vietnam, and when he came back, he finished up at UMHB playing, and then after he got done playing, he uh, he started coaching in Belton, and then I guess in '78 or '79, he moved to Troy, uh, Troy High School, and then he was there until he retired in like 2002, three, something like that. Oh, so he had a great run with the uh, Trojans there. Oh, you didn't want my them goodness. Trojans in baseball, baby. They're still pretty salty, if I understand it right. <laughs> you just stay. You just steer clear of that area. <laughs> well, I, I can. I imagine you. You learned some great lessons along the way that uh, you you bring to the uh, field every day. Did you? By the way, did you? Uh, when you got to uh, Arlington the other night, did you take a peek at the? Uh, at the new ballpark, I know fans can't go in there, but did you uh, did you kind of say, "Hey, look, guys, there's the new uh, there's the new baseball park over there"? No, sir. I, I, we, we pulled up, and when I when I looked up, because I was looking at game plan sheets and stuff like that, when I looked up, we were driving in the entrance. So, you know, I, we <laughs> we we've talked about those kids since February. You know, this game's been a year better in the making. Uh, knowing we're going to play there, so we've been talking about distractions and trying to ignore distractions, and so. You know, yeah. I showed them pictures of the big of uh, the jumbotron or whatever you call that eighty-yard television they have hanging up there, and you know, we we tried to sort that as much as possible. So no, I didn't. I, we we were we tried to have a single-minded focus, and and you know, we went up there for one thing, and it wasn't a, a baseball park. Well, it uh, and Scott Stewart joining us, Temple uh, High School football coach. I mean, what a uh, what an incredible way to begin your season. I mean, that was going to be a tough test. We know the pedigree. We know the championships Longview uh, has. And, uh, I mean, that, that did you feel – I mean, I, I know – boy, I don't know how you – you know, I mean, you know you were going to hopefully win that ball game. But, I mean, did you 
did you kind of feel going in, hey, we got a we got a great shot? Were you feeling really good about your team and everything? Because I'm I'm telling you, that thing reverberated all through East Texas. I happened to be Scott in Longview, and uh, that was all over the news, and people were in shock out in East Texas. Well, uh, you know, my deal is we we just. I wanted to find out who who we are. I've never asked mm-hmm. these kids. To, uh, I've never asked these kids to win a game. Uh, I, we don't even focus on winning the game. You know, I, uh, you know. Obviously, that's the end goal for everybody that's in this profession. But but if you if you ask kids to win a game, then then you put a value. And so if you go up there and don't play well, you just devalue them as young men. And I just I just can't subscribe to that. So you know, all I wanted to know, I knew that if we would just be who we again got four kids that have taken any meaningful snaps whatsoever uh, out of 22. So I was, I was more interested in who we are, how are we going to handle distractions? How are we going to handle it when we get hit in the mouth? How are we going to handle the speed and the size? You know, I was more worried about that than I worried what those numbers were up on that board. And I knew that if we just go be who we are, at least it ought to give us a chance. And if they're that good, then, then make them prove it. I mean, that was the message all week long. If they're, we're playing an unbelievable pre-district schedule, and if these yeah. guys are that good, make them go prove it. What I want to know is who we got. I want to worry about us. I don't want to worry about them. Yeah, well, the great win, uh, and um, and and I and I gotta you know talk about a couple of your players, um, Umberto Erismendi. Now I, uh, I, I and this was a, a player who tell me a little bit about his background and and how you decided to uh, uh, to go with him and what he's uh, what he's brought to the program. Well, I mean, he's a program kid. He's been here since, you know, middle school and, and uh, kind of came up through the ranks. He was a JV, uh, you know, our JV 18 quarterback as a junior. Uh, you know, we had Vance. We, we, we've had a string of, of one-year starter seniors, you know, the last five or six, seven, maybe even seven years. And, uh, you know, uh, not, we try to build into the program. We do a lot of quarterback camp stuff because that's the one position on the field to better know what's going on. So, you know, uh, he's a kid that came up through the program. Uh, never started. A, this will tell you his character and, and, and just his heart and, and, and what his teammates think about him. Never take it, taken a varsity snap, and his teammates voted him as one of the team captains. So you know he's wow. a, he's a leader. He's a leader. You know in the weight room, uh, he's a vocal kid. He, he he does the right things. You know I always talk to kids all the time about if you're going to speak, you better you better have yourself under my scope because the first time you talk to somebody and, and then and then counter you, what you what you do and what you say don't match up you, they know your bullcorn quick fast in a hurry so i mean he's he's a consummate leader uh he's got a great heart he loves his teammates and you know i think uh that's obviously not why he got this start position i mean he's he can spin the ball uh, he, he sees it he understands the game he's got a he's got a good mind for the game uh you know we've got the kid he's competing with is one heck of an athlete uh and he's a sophomore and so i think the the final the final decision was you know, Umberto can play one position on the field. Mikel can play anything on the field. So what makes us better if it's a close race is putting the quarterback out there and letting Mikel run around at receiver or, or running back or DB or so, or something else. But, you know, the telltale was going to be how did he, how could he handle distractions and how he, can he handle the pressure. And I thought he did really, really well. What was the, um, you know, it, these crowds are a little different because of social distancing and everything. But uh sound like a pretty good group that uh, ended up in there was the um, – were you pretty proud, I would say? You talked about trying to keep them focused just on the game. They looked up, saw the scoreboard and everything, but from a it – is, I mean, it seemed like they, you didn't have any trouble getting them focused. And uh, did, did you kind of feel that right away from your team? 
Well, it, yes, I did. And, and, again, a lot of that was just us hammering. I mean, you know, I showed them pictures of, of AT&T Stadium, and that doesn't do it justice, by the way. You know that, and I know that. But, uh, you know, you got to hope at some point the kids trust you and the kids believe in, 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 in what you're saying. And, you know, our saying around here is drinking the Kool-Aid. You know, you, they hope, you hope they're drinking the Kool-Aid. And I just thought they did a good job of managing that. I mean, there's – I couldn't imagine. I, I I got to play college football, and I've never played in anything like that. So, uh, you know, I thought they did a real good job of handling the distractions. And, you know, now the distraction is hoping they don't think they they got this thing figured out because this game will humble you in ways that, that you can't even imagine. All right, and big play. Talking to Scott Stewart, <clears throat> Temple head football coach, coming off a huge win over Longview to start the season. Uh, Oterian Peoples makes the, the uh, scoop and score. And, uh, I mean, that, that had to just kind of galvanize everything. I, I was following that thing from afar, and it was like 13-10, and, and I was like, oh, man, here goes Temple. They're right in the middle of this thing. And then that happened. I mean, how much of that how, – how did that uh, sort of galvanize both the team and, the, and just the sideline with, with that play? Well, yeah, it's just, and it just kind of uh, reverberates and, and reemphasizes the fact that, you know, you can, you can make something happen on any play. I mean, it was a quarterback sneak, you know, and – had a little sophomore defensive end stick his hand in there and knock it out. And OT was, you know, attacking the football like he should. And, you know, we talk all the time about that football is the most important thing on that field. I mean, you want to get paid. You know, guys on Sunday get paid to be around that football. The high school kids don't get paid money, but they get, you know, they get they get uh, paid in other ways. And that's attention, getting your name set on the radio, possible recruiting possibilities. So, you know, get your butt to that football and make something happen when you get there. You know, OT. Uh, Randy Key's right. He was there. He scooped it and he made a play. And you know that's that's the part that that I'm probably as proud of as anything is that moment wasn't too big for the Temple Wildcats. And I don't, I, I, you know, Longview's been there and done that. So I mean, I'm not saying it was too big for them. But our kids were just they were ready. They didn't hesitate. And and OT was in a good spot, right time. I teased him uh, that an offensive lineman almost caught him. So you know we had a good time <laughs> with that. But. Uh, you know, you got to give him a hard time. But no, I was really proud of him. You know, this again, his first game starting as a as a DB, and just you got you got to take that give a crap out of your pocket and break it, and just go try to make something happen, no matter what the field looks like around it. All right, you know, you could use an old Parcells technique this week and get out some uh, mouse traps and put them around the locker room. You know what I'm getting at? He used to. I know exactly what you're getting at. <laughs> we, we didn't, I'll tell you this, we didn't show up yesterday with the same intensity we did last Monday. So I told him today, during the period on Tuesdays, we usually watch film. Well, we decided, I decided to go outside and do a little bit, do a little bit of extracurricular because, you know, if you're not going to flip the switch on on Monday, I'll flip it on on Tuesday. So it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't. My message to the team was look, guys, we didn't beat Longview on Friday night. We beat them on Monday. We beat them on Tuesday. Mm. I mean, the way we prepared is the reason we performed the way we did. So this game will humble you in ways that you can't imagine if you think you start getting this thing figured out. So, you know, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't where I wanted to be. And, again, I just kind of want to send a message to a young team that said, you know, we, we didn't get on the bus to go up there and, 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 and be handsome, you know, umbop, one-hit wonder of the world, Millie Vanilli type stuff. I mean, we if we're going to be a good <laughs> football team and we're going to find out who we are, we're going to have to do this week to week. And so we've got to be able to turn that switch on on Monday and – you, those switches don't get turned on on Thursday or Friday. You'll get you, you know, everybody's like, congratulations, you were the 6A team of the week in Dave Campbell. Well, guess who was the 5A team of the week? Mag West. You know, guess who scores half a hundred every time they step on the field? Magnolia West. So, yeah. you know, celebrate this one too long if you want to, and you'll go get your tail embarrassed on Friday night. So, we're, 
you know, I think we got their attention today, and we're going to have a good uh, day of preparation and a good rest of the week preparation. We'll get on the bus, see what we can't do. I can tell you're my age with that Millie Vanilli uh, reference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said that right. to him today, and everybody in the room just looked at me cross-eyed except for the coaches, and a couple of them started laughing. I was like, well, I guess I'm getting too old for this stuff. But uh, i got to update my references. They, Millie Vanilli was cheating us. They were lip-syncing yeah. everything. That wasn't really their voices there. I love I love yeah, that. You You're pulling out, pulling out some good. Maybe bring up some Rick Astley. <laughs> he had a couple of one, one-hit wonders. Debbie go. Gibson. You remember she had a couple of good ones. We thought oh, she yeah. was going to be great. And uh, yep. and she didn't quite build on that. Do you ever point to the? Uh, I, I bet they get excited watching some of the, the former Temple guys play at that college level. Uh, T.J. and Ashton, uh, getting to start um, and and making those starting roles at Baylor. Does that resonate with uh, with the players in your program oh, right down the road, does. seeing those I mean, guys? You know, T.J. T.J. and Ashton are doing their thing at Baylor. We got two starters at, at the University of Texas and Jared Wiley and Taquan, Taquan Graham. Uh, and then we got a true freshman up at TCU, and, and I came in. We did our Saturday thing, and we kind of finished on the track because we uh, finished on the turf. We, we did some conditioning uh, after a game, get some of that sort of stuff. And we came in, and we were talking, and it kind of came across my news line. It says uh, Quentin Johnson just, you know, scored for TCU, and he's a, he's a, he was a 2019 Temple Wildcat. And so I go, hey, guys, you just scored his first college touchdown, and you would have thought – you just thought somebody in that room just won the lottery. I mean, those kids went nuts. You know, we talk family all the time, but these kids live it day in and day out. They went absolutely crazy uh, because they love their brother and they're proud of what he's doing. Well, listen, um, I, I uh, appreciate it, and uh, I don't want you to think I'm just jumping on the bandwagon. I'll be with uh, – I'm going to be monitoring Temple through thick or thin. But, no, I was in the belly of the beast out there in Longview the other night watching the news, and, boy, they were nervous. And, and so I was uh, very excited for you guys and appreciate you coming on with us and have a great uh, week of practice as you all get ready to do it again. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate it. And like I always say, man, I appreciate everything you guys do for high school athletes, high school coaches, and high school programs because nobody in the world does it better. Well, that's very kind of you. There you go. Scott Stewart, Temple Head football coach, going up there at AT&T Stadium and uh, taking down the Longview Lobos. Temple has a little bit of a history of its own, okay? They don't have to they don't have to play second fiddle to Longview just cuz Longview's got some recent stuff going on. Temple's been right up there, got those state titles in under its belt, so uh that was pretty awesome to go up there and just wipe the floor with uh with the Lobos. All right, Matt Mosley, Stephen, you want to start doing that? Let's just start every show with a with a local high school coach like whoever <laughs> we'll just jump on whatever bandwagon we need whoever has the biggest win we every Tuesday we start with them okay people will compete <laughs> to be the official high school of the Matt Mosley show each, each week <laughs> Slado they're gonna have a hard time catch up with Slado because I actually you know I stay there a lot I was there over the weekend oh man tried a new I tried a little I, I don't want Sylvia's to hear this I did try a new food truck. There's another uh, little uh, brisket taco food truck. We gave it. We gave it a try, and uh, pretty outstanding, right there in uh, Salado, Texas, Bell County. Good food, good people. All right, Stephen. Uh, it is. Um, I should like. Should I work for the Chamber of Commerce down there? It's the uh, Mosley and Simcox show rolling through a Tuesday afternoon. It is 3:20, and uh, Stephen, let's uh, let's get into it. We've got. Uh, We've got some major 
sort of breaking Cowboys news to discuss. And there was, there was a major flap involving Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott. We react next. Better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks in Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Get ready for another very cool night here in Central Texas. We'll see clear skies, calm conditions, and low temperatures falling to around 53 degrees. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow should be a beautiful day. It's going to be warmer with a high of 89. And mostly sunny on Thursday. Continue just as seasonal with a high of 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit from Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. It was like when we were first out of school, first out of Baylor, and he was trying to sell him a car. And uh, the guy said, yeah, I go to Baylor. And and, uh, and so my buddy from my hometown says, well, one of my best friends went to Baylor, Matt Mosley. And said the guy's, the guy's face just dropped. The guy responds, yeah, he dated my cousin for a long time. <laughs> Didn't end well. This classic Matt Mosley Show moment is brought to you by our friends at Central National Bank. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. 
Hi, this is Travis with Texas Trust Homebuyers and I buy houses cash. Call me today at 870-8645. I'll buy your house for cash and pay you cash up front. I buy houses in any price range and any location in Waco and Central Texas. Do you own a house that needs thousands of dollars in repair? Great, because I love buying fix-up houses. Do you have a tenant living in your property? Not a problem. I'll buy your house with a tenant in it. Do you think your property will be difficult to sell? Easy. We provide assistance for any situation. If you need cash for your house, call me today at 870-8645. That's 870-8645. Or check me out at texastrusthomebuyers.com. That's texastrusthomebuyers.com. Remember, if you need cash fast, I'll pay you cash up front. Call me today at 870-8645. 870-8645. That's 870-8645. Or online at texastrusthomebuyers.com. That's texastrusthomebuyers.com. Travis is a licensed real estate broker in the state of Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Smalt Sandwich Shop. Doc Rivers has stepped down as coach of the L.A. Clippers in what Chairman Steve Ballmer called a mutual decision. Patrick Mahomes totaled five touchdowns and the Chiefs beat the Ravens 34-20 on Monday Night Football last night. The American wildcard rounds start today, starting with Houston and the Twins. First pitch at 1 o'clock, and you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Followed by the White Sox and the A's at 2, the Blue Jays and the Rays at 4, and the Yankees and the Indians rounded out starting at 6 o'clock tonight. Clemson, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, and Notre Dame round out the AP Top 5. Texas is number 9, Oklahoma State at 18, and Oklahoma falls all the way to number 19. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Vanilli, for people that don't know, mentioned by Coach Scott Stewart, big supporter of the Matt Mosley Show and ESPN Central Texas. On our family of networks, you can hear them on 1330. They believe over also 99.3, those games, on uh, on Friday nights. And uh, he talked to his team about not being a one-hit wonder like Millie Vanilli. And Millie Vanilli cheated and were lip-syncing. They got caught on it. And uh, it, it, it really ruined their careers. But uh, Millie Vanilli, one hit wonders. And uh, Coach Stewart, the Temple head coach, thought, the, uh, thought his players, Stephen, were kind of shaking their heads around a little bit like, what are you talking about? He said some of the, some of the coaches recognized it. But uh, that would mean if Coach Stewart knows about Millie Vanilli, he's got to at least be in his early to mid-40s. So that makes he and I from the same from the same era, Millie Vanilli. Because if you're 40 or under, Millie Vanilli is not going to mean much to you. Stephen, is Millie Vanilli? Did it ring a bell with you? Had you? You're kind of an old soul. Had you heard of Millie Vanilli? I'd heard of them, yes, mainly because of the uh, the lip syncing controversy. I'd, I'd heard that story, um, but yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, I don't know a lot about Millie Vanilli. 
All right. All right. Um, that was good to hear, though. It's boy, that's kind of a flashback. And uh, Stephen, the uh, the interesting stuff that happened today, there was uh, Jerry Jones. And I want you to pull this up. I want you to pull up exactly what Clarence E. Hill said. OK, Fort Worth Star Telegram. You can kind of go to Clarence's uh, uh, you can go to Clarence's Twitter and see it. But Jerry was talking today, and he gave one of these long meandering, and I think, Stephen, you have that, correct? Yes, I have, okay. uh, I have that audio. This, this was misinterpreted as some kind of shot at Dak Prescott, okay? And, and it really caused all sorts of issues. But we're going to let you listen to, this is Jerry on, his, on one of his, like, two shows, on the uh, flagship station for the Cowboys. And this is Jerry Jones kind of comparing, ask basically the gap between the Chiefs and the Cowboys. And here's what Jerry had to say. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I see, yes, I see a team that uh, is uh, uh, clicking. They're the Super Bowl champs. And uh, they uh, look like they've gotten better. The running back is outstanding. I watched him uh, live last year at LSU with, uh, I was watching my grandson play, uh, play him, and um, at that particular time, I loved him. I loved him in the draft. Uh, I was dreaming that he might get over into the second and somehow uh, be around where we could look at him. But uh, he's an exceptional player, their running back. And obviously with uh, their quarterback, who's, uh, uh, I think, uh, uh, at the highest uh, uh, level right now, uh, because of his, uh, frankly, as uh, much as just his natural ability to make plays, his mobility. And uh, this guy's very uh, quick and elusive and can get in and out of situations with his feet and by time. The quarterback we played uh, Sunday is of that kind of nature. He's very, uh, has great ability to get in and out and then. Uh, make the play that play Dak made at the end of the game that got intercepted. Well, uh, uh, the result of Dak's ability that let him get that ball off was uh, was uh, uh, really great and outstanding. Well, these guys do that, uh, have that ability a lot. They are very quick-footed, and they're very they have the unique ability to uh, possibly take their eyes. Uh, away from the field for a minute and then immediately focus back and see Romo had that. And so uh, they could turn his back on it and turn around and hand-eye and get it done quick. And so those are things that show up, and that's what's showing up with these guys. They're buying time with their feet. They're buying time with their instincts and their feet. All right, Stephen, you know, that to me – I mean, it was a meandering Jerry. You had a lot of Easter eggs there to find. The uh, Elaire, the uh, Edwards Elaire from uh, LSU. Apparently, the Cowboys. I'm sure Zeke loves that. They were looking at a running back in the second round. He wanted him to be there. Stephen, who did they end up taking in the second round? I gotta wonder what that player is is thinking about. Um, the Cowboys. We all know that they took C.D. Lamb in the first round, 
And then Stephen, let's think. Trayvon oh, Diggs. Diggs. Yeah, Trayvon Diggs. Diggs. They take Diggs in the second. They settled for Diggs after. You think Clyde Diggs is like, oh, okay. You wanted Elaire. You didn't want me. You were begging. I mean, Jerry just steps all in it and basically says, oh, man, we were salivating over Elaire. And then, now, I, but here's the thing, Stephen. I didn't hear anything there that would suggest he was. Um, he was putting Dak down. I mean, he was kind of bragging on all these people, you know. And I, I don't. I got to say, I just didn't. I didn't really. Nothing said there. I mean, other than him just kind of being all over the map as he usually is. Um, I, I don't. Uh, I, I. This is this is really uh, interesting. Now, Stephen, do you have that that that? Clarence Hill tweet that lit everything on fire uh, today? Yes, I'm looking at it. He said, Jerry Jones said Dak Prescott not being able to pull off the last play of the game against the Seattle Seahawks is the difference between he and Patrick Mahomes or even Tony Romo. They could have pulled it off. Wow, did I hear that correctly? I mean, how did how does Clarence, who comes on this show with us and is a great friend of mine, but and I and I'll say this by the way I've already I've already texted Clarence. I mean I, I how do you get it so wrong? How do you hear how do you hear that and then now again Jerry's so all over the map. I think sometimes people hear what they want to hear, but I don't think he was really putting down Dak Prescott. I mean, he was just saying he's got some of these same capabilities. And he was not saying, hey, the difference is those guys would have completed the pass. He's just saying those guys have the ability to make plays with their legs, like Mm -hmm. Dak. And once Clarence had that interpretation, I think he has somewhere in the neighborhood now of about 5,000 likes. Stephen, my joke that went (laughs) viral on on uh, draft day, and I had one UT one that went. Did I end up with about eighteen thousand or twenty thousand? Something you know went crazy, and of course it was me making a joke that some people thought was serious, and uh, it went crazy. But I mean, this one today really took off, and um, I, we gotta we have to be better. We have to be better in the media. Now again, I do like to make jokes. Now I try to put, like, smiley face icons behind it so nobody will be thrown off. I made a joke earlier today. Steven, did you see my little joke about, the, about Jerry and the, and, the, and the Chiefs offense? I, I, I made a little joke. And, but what I did is I put the smile, the crying emoji behind it because I don't want people, sometimes they don't get my joke. My joke was... Um, Let's see if I can find it. Steven, you love it when I read my, my jokes. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, here it is. This is five hours ago. I simply said, I'm told Jerry Jones has ordered up, quote, some of them Kansas City plays, unquote, <laughs> for Sunday. <laughs> but I put the that's, crying emoji. Well, that's good because that's very similar to your tweet about <laughs> – Amari Cooper coming over from the Raiders and Scott Lenhan uh, asking him if they had any neat plays that he liked to, to use there. Oh man, said if they have any. Oh yeah, yeah. That now that one got away from me too, but I I think the crying emoji helps. I think that calms things down immediately. 
Oh, my goodness. You know, I'm inspired, Stephen, by the, uh, the, the cartoon or the, um, the captions or headlines, the satirical headlines written by Andy Borowitz in the New Yorker magazine. But they're actually on NewYorker.com. So if you've ever wondered, Stephen, where I draw my inspiration for those kinds of headlines, I love the political headlines. And again, I don't, people are like, which way's Mosley Lane? Is he one of those lefty media guys? No, I poke fun at both sides. Both sides. Stephen, is the um, is the big debate tonight? What time? What time does that kick off? About seven this evening. Is that is that tonight? Biden versus Trump. Yes, the debates tonight. We should carry that. Have you? Can we? <laughs> the Tom debates go over not, well on radio. Tom, yes, very much so. I would say yeah, I, we should carry Tom. Uh, our new program director does not respond to me via text for some reason. He just will not respond, and maybe that's a sign. Maybe he's trying to tell me something. But I think we should run the debates tonight. And Stephen, what we will do, you and I will do later tonight, instead of the we're going we're going to still call it the scoreboard show, but it's going to be the two of us, and we're going to do like a post game uh, Biden Trump post game show. <laughs> I'm going to ask Gary, the owner of Eminem Broadcasting, if he would support that. You and I doing a post-game debate. I think this will be heavily watched. I mean, I really do. I think there's a – Oh, yeah. uh, I think in Central Texas, I would say that 25 to 30% of the TVs will be on the debate. Now, this will be on, Stephen, both um, Fox News – and it'll be uh, shown on CNN as well. And, uh, Stephen, who do you think will get the best ratings in Central Texas of those two? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You didn't include MSNBC. You think they'll pull pull a good rating in, in McLennan County? I wish they'd put this thing on OAN. I found <laughs> it the other night. Now I've forgotten where it is. It was like up in the high 300s, like 370 or something. I was just flipping around, seeing what was on. And I was just up there kind of goofing around. And there it was, O-A-N, with some dude with a fuck I me. Mean, looked like Gaston from uh, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Just kind of had a had that kind of look about him. Big kind of big overgrown dude. I tell you, it was uh, interesting to watch a little bit of that. Then I kind of moved on out of there. All right, it is the uh, it is the Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox, and uh, Stephen, we got some. Uh, Golly, we've got interesting stuff today. We got this we got this all this stuff happening with the Titans that we're going to talk to Paul Kaharski, my old associate at 5:20 uh today. And then Stephen, go ahead and set us up for our next segment, sir. Yeah, we're going to get into that Titan story a little bit. Uh and we'll do that next. We'll talk about the NFL having its first kind of issues with COVID-19 on Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox. We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2020. And the onside kick, Zerline dribbles it to the left, hadn't gone 10 yards. Only heard here. He scrambled for it as it has gone 10 yards. All season. Cowboys think they got it. I think they did. And the Cowboys have the football. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Cleveland Browns. Live from AT&T Stadium on ESPN Central Texas. Station. Change. That can throw an opposing hitter off balance in baseball. For the Texas Rangers Baseball Foundation, change is our focus. With programs aimed at helping youth physically in their education, 
or in life, the foundation continues to impact lives in our community. Good is being done daily, and it's possible because we do it together. Your continued donations matter. See how you can help bring the change at texasrangers.com foundation. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. The Army National Guard has taught me the value of showing respect to those I come in contact with each day. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed and accomplish the mission. Plus, the Army National Guard education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn how you too can live and serve part-time, close to home by visiting nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. For a limited time, when you open a Casasa checking account at Genco Credit Union, you can receive a cash bonus, a $25 cash bonus. Now is your chance to be a part of the friendliest credit union in town and enjoy all the benefits of a free account that pays you money back each month and a bonus when you open it. Apply online today and get your bonus and start letting your money make you money. Qualifications and requirements will apply. For details, go to GencoFCU.org and CUA Equal Housing Lender. Genco. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings for our post-game injury evaluation clinic. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, we get you back in the game. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Hi, this is Travis with Texas Trust Homebuyers, and I buy houses cash. Call me today at 870-8645. I'll buy your house for cash and pay you cash up front. I buy houses in any price range and any location in Waco and Central Texas. Do you own a house that needs thousands of dollars in repair? Great, because I love buying fix-up houses. Do you have a tenant living in your property? Not a problem. I'll buy your house with a tenant in it. Do you think your property will be difficult to sell? Easy. We provide assistance for any situation. If you need cash for your house, call me today at 870-8645. That's 870-8645. Or check me out at texastrusthomebuyers.com. That's texastrusthomebuyers.com. Remember, if you need cash fast, I'll pay you cash up front. Call me today at 870-8645. 870-8645. That's 870-8645. Or online at texastrusthomebuyers.com. That's texastrusthomebuyers.com. Travis is a licensed real estate broker in the state of Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. 
Doc Rivers has stepped down as coach of the L.A. Clippers in what Chairman Steve Ballmer called a mutual decision. Patrick Mahomes totaled five touchdowns, and the Chiefs beat the Ravens 34-20 on Monday Night Football last night. The American wildcard rounds start today, starting with Houston and the Twins. First pitch at 1 o'clock, and you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Followed by the White Sox and the A's at 2, the Blue Jays and the Rays at 4, and the Yankees and the Indians rounded out starting at 6 o'clock tonight. Clemson, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, and Notre Dame round out the AP Top 5. Texas is number 9, Oklahoma State at 18, and Oklahoma falls all the way to number 19. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, Mosley Simcox. Tuesday afternoon, gorgeous day, 345. And a lot to lot to get to today. Wednesday, uh, tomorrow night, uh, the uh, NBA Finals start. Heat and Lakers. And uh, I tell you, the, uh, the Miami Heat, uh, I, I saw something interesting, Stephen, that um, Pat Riley has now either played or coached in a finals in six decades. I mean, going back to playing in the 70s, of course, coaching with the Lakers and, and uh, Knicks and, uh, in the 80s, 90s, with the uh, uh, gets in there with the Heat 2000s. Uh, actually, 2000s is when he was a Heat president and then coach for some of that time the 90s would have been when he was coaching with the Knicks 80s Lakers I mean it's just unreal unreal to have that kind of streak over the years Pat Riley one of the great uh, one of the great coaches and uh, he, he was uh, proof that you could transition into being a president uh, that was disastrous for Phil Jackson with with the New York Knicks I mean that was an embarrassment but Pat Riley shifted in there and then gracefully brought along Eric Spolstra, who's ended up becoming a, a, a fine, fine basketball coach on his own. There was a time when you thought, well, is is Pat Riley pulling all the strings behind? In that 2011 series, Spolstra got a little bit of blame. 2006, Riley was still coaching the Miami Heat. So some interesting things there to get ready for. And then, Stephen, I thought real quick we would say goodbye. Uh, man, we almost need some boys to men or something. The, the uh, Goodbye to the Dallas Stars season. They check out the uh, Stanley Cup final, game six. They get down 2 nothing and just really could not respond, tried everything in the world to get back into it. This was a series where they drew or they, 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 they had too many penalties. And uh, the the lightning with so much skill, so much depth, made them pay time after time. And the minute Kleinberg got it, uh, had to go to the box in that game last night. It, it it really felt like even one goal. I felt bad. Two goals felt almost insurmountable. I know they've come back time and time again. They could not get it done last night. I would still say, what uh, just an unbelievable. Season for the Stars and a great run, too, 
for our friend Stephen over at Shorty's Pizza Shack, where the GM Chris Salazar and that gang, that was a great place to watch Stars action. But, uh, Stephen, uh, I've, I've enjoyed, I've thoroughly enjoyed the Stars. I know you have too, and I hate to see them go. But a job well done getting to the precipice of Game 7 and then losing in Game 6, and they fall 4-2 in the series. Tampa Bay Lightning are your Stanley Cup champions. Incredible run by the Stars. It was fun to watch them over the past few weeks. And, uh, yeah, as much fight as they had, as you said, just too many penalties. Felt like they were in the penalty kill, and the Lightning were on a power play all series long, and they took advantage of it. They could just score in bunches, and Dallas just could not respond at times. But um, a, a great run, a fun run, and made you know hockey in North Texas uh, a huge deal again. Hopefully they can keep that momentum going into next season. All right, earlier in the show we had Coach Stewart on from uh, Temple. Man, that was a lot of fun. Temple out there, you know, making sure they don't uh, they don't get too pleased with themselves after a huge win over Longview. But uh, laser-like focus as they went into AT&T Stadium and got that thing done. And what a great program. I mean, we talked about it. They had a kid who uh, made a big play, had a touchdown at TCU, two starters at Texas, two starters at Baylor. The program is really, really good. And uh, it was fun to talk to Coach Scott Stewart from Temple. Baseball, um, uh, White Sox up 3-0, uh, bottom of the sixth inning over the A's. A's were hoping to make quick work of that one. Abreu thought otherwise and left the building quickly. And uh, they've clung to that lead the whole time. And then uh, uh, Twins up one nothing over the Astros. Twins, obviously, superior team. <clears throat> you know, th- this new format's kind of uh, weird because you almost have to start over and prove yourself again in a short wild card playoff round series. But uh, Twins getting it done, and it's the top of the seventh. Top of the seventh now, one nothing. And, Stephen, let's remind everybody, where is the World Series? I believe the World Series is coming to Globe Life Park. You're right, Matt. It's going to be right there in Arlington. All right. We'll be there. We'll be right there in the middle of that. Steve, you think that would be nice for me not to cover the Rangers all year and then <laughs> ask for a uh, – Hey, John, can I ask, get uh, some passes for the World Series? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I need to go to the World Series, if y'all don't mind. I think, uh, Stephen, we, we do need to be represented at the World Series. Tom, if you're listening, would you go ahead and, and inquire about a credential to the uh, to the World Series? That'd be great Tom. if you got in, but like our, our friend Jeff Wilson didn't or something, somebody that covered that team for 60 games. <laughs> somebody the other day, I, I saw him say, hey, congratulations on a good season of coverage. Appreciate you. Evan Grant and friends. They called, or no, they said Evan Grant and company, and they just put Jeff Wilson and everybody else in the company. I thought, oh, great. That's not going to go over well. All right, Stephen mentioned it. Titans and the Vikings, um, they've closed the facilities after the Titans players test positive for the coronavirus. And uh, while no official decision has yet been made about the Titans game Sunday against the Steelers in Nashville, NFL wants and intends to have that game played as scheduled. One of the contingency plans is to allow for additional testing and contact tracing to occur would be to move the game to Monday night. A source told ESPN, oh, Stephen, they're looking for any reason to run Herb Street and Fowler in there. Let's get them back out there. The eight new positive tests for the Titans 
have been confirmed after additional testing, a source told ESPN's Kevin Seifert. Those who tested positive have been asymptomatic as of Tuesday morning, a source told ESPN's Dan Graziano, and uh, the commissioner of the NFL has said, this is not unexpected. There will be players and staff who will test positive during the season. All right? And the Titans said, uh, citing an abundance of caution, issued a statement saying they halted in-person work Tuesday. The Vikings, who played the Titans on Sunday, also have closed their facility indefinitely, though the team said there were no positive tests through Tuesday morning. All right? So we shall see how all this goes. The NFL has really stayed on top of things, has had no test or anything. The Vikings' next game is Sunday at the Houston Texans. Stephen, the Texans' best hope is for a forfeit, that the Vikings can't play and uh, and that the Texans do win in a forfeit. Okay. I'm Matt, I'm sorry. Do you have, like, a, a TV on in there or something? I'm hearing no. some, some background noise. Okay. All right. Well, then I got I got separate problems. I'm sorry. I'll figure it out. <laughs> My separate problem was trying to make a joke, and you lay it out on me. You just I thought you had left the room. Now, Steve, we may have, who knows, maybe getting a little feedback. Something may be hopping around there. That's okay. We'll get everybody in there. We've had bigger problems. We'll fix it. We'll get everything fixed. But uh, this is... This is a really interesting thing that the NFL is facing. They've done a good job of it so far. Steven, just so you know, I'm trying to stay on top of this thing. Astros have tied it. Uh, They have tied it. This thing's going to the bottom of the seventh, but the Astros have tied this game at 1-1. Again, that game can be heard over on 1330 AM, uh, Temple Belton, and then 99-3, kicker. FM, you can uh, you can hear that over there. So I wanted to get you updated on that. A 1-1 game, and then uh, they continue. Uh, White Sox, A's, White Sox still have a 3-0 lead. That game now in the top of the seventh. One other uh, note on the COVID front, on what I like to call the COVID beat. Notre Dame will resume team practices Wednesday after reporting 18 positive coronavirus test on Monday. But the program has changed the way it will eat its pregame meals and will now have rapid antigen tests available on the sideline because of lessons learned from their outbreak, Coach Brian Kelly said. They determined that the outbreak, which resulted in 25 players in isolation, 14 in quarantine, stemmed from two events surrounding the September 19th game against South Florida. Eating their pregame meal together, and one player who threw up on the sideline during the game and was treated for dehydration. Wow. Um, They said throughout their entire time together, we had not had one meal where we sat down together, Kelly said. Everything was grab and go. We get into our game situation where we have pregame meal together, and that cost us big. We had somebody who was asymptomatic, and it spread like wildfire throughout our meeting area where we were eating, and then it got guys in contact tracing. Stephen, does it still seem like the COVID can spread in a hurry? Does it still seem like we should maybe put on our mask when we go places? I mean, I know we're sick of this thing, but can you imagine college athletes sitting down for a pregame meal 
And it all happens. And, you know, some of this stuff, I know sometimes people go, okay, I think we're going a little overboard. And you know what? I appreciate Baylor when I was up in the press box having us all spread out, having a little area where I go over and get some boxed, get a little boxed barbecue sandwich. I appreciated the heck out of that. You know, they're, they are doing everything in, you know, to keep everybody healthy and safe, and I appreciate it. So, Stephen, let's, our, our pregame mills at Eminem Broadcasting at ESPN Central Texas, let's, let's continue not to eat together. <laughs> okay. That shouldn't be a big problem, but we will, we will continue to, uh, to be vigilant. Yeah, it's really unfortunate with Notre Dame, and, I mean, you make a good point about feeling like you're going overboard. I know – uh, the coaches in the NFL think the mass policy is a little overboard when they're being tested regularly. But, you know, we've seen with kind of the incubation period and, and since they're not getting tested on game days, um, this thing can still happen. So better better safe than sorry in a lot of ways. You know, I was, I was uh, hanging out with some friends at a tailgate and they had these huge signs right there on the sausage and the uh, and the ribs. And it just and it was and they were nice and kind of funny, but it was just like. Use utensils to get the food. Do not, you know, use your hands and all that kind of stuff. And, I mean, there were big signs right in front of it. And so I just decided to, I was kind of, I, I, I'm not someone who likes to shame people for whatever they're doing. But right after I see that big written thing, some kid in a Baylor line jersey comes rolling by and just, just I mean, nothing, just reaches in with his hands and grabs, you know, two or three pieces of sausage. Just with his fingers, and I was mad. Not really. I mean, I, I whatever. I mean, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. But I was just mad, Stephen, selfishly because I wanted. I I was really getting ready to go over with a fork, you know, and help myself to some sausage and ribs. But then I saw the hands all over that, and I just thought, I don't think I should do that. I think I better. I think I better hold off. And I did go ahead and. I, I used a napkin and fork to get a rib later. I'm I'm told Q hit the ribs pretty hard. He enjoyed Q, it. Yeah, he he yeah, liked he liked the ribs set up pretty well. I think Q did help himself to several ribs. I tried one. I believe touchdown Tommy Barfield tried one or two. All right. And then we got up in the press box, had some barbecue and uh some uh some banana some banana pudding. So uh in honor of uh, of the great Butch Henry. Okay, um, Stephen, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, and it is time for something we call Campus Confidential. We'll go around college football. There's a lot going on. We react to it next. Recently on Unnecessary Roughness. If you spend $20, mm-hmm. you can use a coupon. Mm-hmm. Well, none of us have spent $20 by ourselves. If we all come together like butt cheeks, we'll have over the $20 threshold. We could use a coupon to get a discount. That makes sense to me. Of course it did. And I mean, I contributed $10 to it. No, you didn't. And Stephen gave $10. Well, no, Stephen didn't do anything. Stephen just... Yeah, I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not talk about me, though. Unnecessary Roughness. Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on ESPN Central Texas. Do you wake up each morning with chronic joint pain or go to sleep at night with the aches and pains of a recent or old sports injury? Meet Dr. Lance Ellis, a board-certified orthopedic surgeon with Coriel Health that specializes in orthopedic spine surgery, minimally invasive treatments for bone and joint pain, hip replacement, and joint reconstruction. To learn more about Dr. Ellis's personalized treatment plans or to schedule an appointment, visit CorielHealth.org. 
Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com. Incomas Bank wishes the Mart Panthers, head coach Kevin Hoffman, and all the Panther fans a successful football season. If you're tired of feeling blocked by your bank, you need Incomas Bank on your team. You'll be met by a handshake and a banker who will help you score that new car or boat or the dream house you've been wanting. Turn what you want or need into a reality. That's what they do best. Good credit, no credit, or something in between. Incommons Bank can help you get what you want. 714 East Texas Avenue in Mart. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Hello friends, I'm Keith Bush, founder of Bush's Chicken. We're all aware of the current crisis in our country and our own community. Our main concern at Bush's Chicken has always been the well-being of our customers and our employees. With all restaurant lobbies now closed, you can take advantage of the long tradition of the Bush's Chicken drive-through, known as the quickest in town. From our family to yours, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you in the drive-through. business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something, then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. Stonewood Dental is your comfortable and remarkable home for a full spectrum of general dentistry starting at age six months. They feature a specialized treatment of TMJ pain known as biostetics, the highest degree of bite correction treatment that relieves patients of pain and gives them the smile of a lifetime. From simple fillings to full cosmetic reconstruction, Stonewood Dental also specializes in oral or IV sedation, implants, and wisdom teeth removal. They accept most insurance policies, including Medicaid and CHIPS at Stonewood Dental in Robinson. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. All right, this is Matt Mosley. Got a, a lot of interesting stuff coming up, including a firsthand look at what's going on with the Tennessee Titans right now. They have moved into a uh, quarantine situation, not getting together to practice, and that game Sunday is a, in a little bit of doubt that they have set up. I believe that's one of the uh, Steelers. That's a really good team, the Titans. And uh, we'll go to Nashville to speak to uh, 
guy who's covered the Titans for a long time, my old buddy Paul Kuharski. Uh, that'll be at 5:20. And uh, Steve, we've already had uh, Coach Stewart joined us, Scott Stewart, and I, I think he's going to do a great job of kind of not letting these Temple Wildcats. I mean, not letting Temple let it get away from them and getting too enamored with uh, the way uh, the way things went the other night. I just gotta, I gotta think, uh, I gotta think he's going to keep kind of keep everything back and and not going to let them eat the cheese, so to speak, which is an old Bill Parcells saying, and uh, that I think that's a really really good thing. So exciting win though, and it was fun to have uh, Coach Stewart on. Steven, that Fu Manchu, that's a look you ought to go for. You're still kind of a baby face. If you can, I don't know how you're doing on facial hair these days, but, uh, Stephen, I would say the Fu Manchu uh, you, could be kind of an intimidating look for you out there in McGregor as you kind of make your way around McGregor. Maybe get you a little bit bigger vehicle, maybe a truck, one of those uh, Rams from Allen Samuels, one of those, uh, oh, get you a big old, we used to call them, Dooley's, but uh, kind of just a big uh, one of those Ram Power Series kind of uh, truck, Stephen. I could see you with a Fu Manchu. A bit that could be a very intimidating look for you. Yeah, I'm not sure I could pull it off, Matt, but uh, I might have to uh, invest in that because you're right. I mean, Coach Stewart, he looks yeah. like uh, he looks like an intimidating figure for sure. It looks like a a pretty bad dude walking around with the with the facial hair like that. I mean, you don't want to like you don't want to step into a bar. And, and, you know, and have words with him. I mean, he, he could end things in a hurry, all right? You want him on your side, uh, not that he goes to bars. All right, we uh, – Stephen, let's do this. Mike Leach, yeah, that's some funny stuff. I know Mike Leach, you think he gets old sometimes. I thought he had some funny lines about uh, after that LSU game. Like he said, he, they couldn't schedule – they couldn't schedule the Chiefs or the Patriots, so they had to go ahead and play LSU. They go in there and at uh, Tiger Stadium and, just, I mean, the defending national champions and just put it right on them. Just, I mean, just just went crazy on them. Um, passing yardage, Stephen, I think they ran for like nine or ten yards. See, it doesn't even matter. He doesn't even care about running, and they threw for something. Stephen, what did, um, what did Costello end up with? Was it, it was well over 500 yards. Did he throw for... Did he throw for over 600? 627, like, I believe. Oh, my gosh. 627 yards. K.J. Costello, welcome to Starkville, buddy. And um, and Coach Leach walks right in there. And Stephen, the, uh, boy, the bloom of the national title. And um, there were some headlines that I saw, Stephen. There were some headlines I saw about LSU that said, this defense was as good, if not better, than at any time Aranda was there. Yeah, yeah, that headline was floating around. <laughs> and then just Leach went out and just put, just hung half a hundred on them. Matt, just they, killed them. They threw the ball 60 times on Saturday. Costello was 36 of 60 for 623 yards, five touchdowns, two picks. How many times do you think they ran the ball on Saturday? Seven. Ten. Ten. Ten rushing attempts. Only had nine rushing yards. Now, that was – a lot of that was thrown back because of sacks. 
Costello was sacked five times, but uh, Kylan Hill had seven carries for 34 yards. Kylan Hill was like their best player last year. Their running back is really good running back. And now, now he's just standing behind Costello as they throw the ball 60 times a game. You know, uh, um, I mean, Hal Mummy and, and, and those guys went to Kentucky many years ago at kind of the turn of the century right around then and, and first brought the air raid to the SEC and got into a little bit of trouble. I think they kind of got done wrong a little bit on that. But uh, obviously, Leach has shown it works in the Big 12, works in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, it can work in the mighty SEC. Now, can he do this? Can he do this to the great Saban? I can't wait to find out. I cannot wait to find out. But he's got a guy that can – he's got a guy that he can throw. And then they got uh, – Stephen, wait <laughs> – wasn't there a what was that guy's name you may have just said it I'm sorry if I missed it what wasn't there a running back that was supposed to be so great for Mississippi State yes Kylan Hill Hill? he had 38 yards rushing but he had 158 yards receiving on eight catches so they're using him so he he had a great game I think he's pretty much the one who spearheaded getting that uh, flag taken down he did he said he would capital he said he would not play if uh if they didn't get the the flag changed, so he brought that um, movement really That's to the forefront. The people people of Mississippi are like, we love Dixie, we love Dixie, we love a Confederate flag, and then and then he goes, well, I'm not the star running back. I'm not going to play if y'all leave that flag up. Okay, let's get that thing down. <laughs> let's get that thing on down. How about that? How about we take that flag down? Golly, <laughs> that was that was big time right there. All right, we'll see if but he can continue to do it. We will, and I'm excited this is happening because you know what? For years, the SEC acted like they were the only conference in the world that played defense. And, oh, well, and the Big 12 is soft. They just play patty cake over there. They give up 60 points a game. Yeah, you know why? Because the SEC didn't have any quarterbacks. You know, we're running the ball 40 times a game. Like, if you actually get real deal spread offenses in here, then we've seen that with LSU. We've seen that um, now with Alabama and some other schools. But I'm glad the air raid is torching these SEC defenses. I hope it continues so we can get this stupid narrative out there that, like, the Big 12 is a useless conference that didn't play defense for 10 years. No, it's because they're running offensive systems that scored points. Exactly. It's not like Gary stopped trying to coach defense and all that. He still continues to put out good defenses, although uh, did you see that? Steven, speaking of things that got misinterpreted, I guess Tom Herman was just basically trying to compliment Gary and said that, you know, what he, he, he he's, they're so, they're so well prepared that they don't have to confuse you. And so he doesn't have to do that much or something along those lines. And boy, people took that and ran with it and thought that, uh, thought that uh, Herman was saying Gary didn't do a whole lot. Boy, I tell you, Gary, you think, Steven, you think Gary's going to use that for bulletin board? material or do you think gary has too greater respect for tom herman i feel like i feel like they get along pretty well i think he'll probably i mean he sees that stuff i think he might use it as a little motivation and yeah another tough day for mensa i mean i don't know if anyone's done more damage to mensa than tom herman i just i feel like that's the joke anytime he says something crazy or our texas doesn't you know lived expectations there's there's a mensa joke that's that's brought up (laughs) <laughs> Mensa, for people that don't know, is the sign of a genius. That is uh, 
you have to you have to have your, a certain level of IQ. I've never known like Stephen. Have you ever? Do you even know how to take a Mensa test? Where would you go to do that? There was some yeah, kind I'm not of familiar. Nobody's ever pointed me in that direction. <laughs> there hasn't been a need. <laughs> Let's take one. Let's see. Maybe we're Mensas. I mean, you're what? you're a smart guy. I think you could. I think you might might flirt with Mensa. I don't know what the IQ is. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I don't know. I, I would say if if I flirted with it, it would only be because of the unbelievable teachers. In the Kaufman Independent School District. All right? It's not natural. It's just that I had great teaching. <laughs> All right. It is. I don't, I don't know. I think they'd be shocked to hear me now giving them credit. I was a handful to deal with, as you might expect, although I did love my teachers. Um, I just had a funny way of showing it at times. It is the Matt Mosley show. Steven Simcox rolling through some of these college games that we didn't get a chance to get to. We talked Big 12. We didn't get a lot of SEC. How are our Aggies doing? Let us hear from you on the CNC Collision text line. That's um, 254-662-1660. Now, I was doing pregame, and I was at the Baylor game up in the press box. I was very dialed into that game, so I can't say that I got a, a ton of investment in that A&M game, although I did follow the score. And, you know, they were favored by three or four touchdowns, and they get they escaped that thing 17-12 over an overmatched, beleaguered um, Vanderbilt team, the Vanderbilt, as we like to call them. And, uh, Stephen, do you know uh, – was, what, you think the fan base is pretty happy with uh, Kellen Mond? <laughs> I do not know if there's ever been an Aggie quarterback who is less respected, who who starts every year. And he's won a lot of games. He's thrown for a lot of yards. But the A&M group does not seem to love Kellen Mond. And you had something, Stephen, we're already hearing some talk. Who's his backup? Who would they bring in? And there's some guy, Stephen, you remember, how do you say his name? It's like uh, Calzada or Calzada. something like that. Is that Calzada? Calzada. Yeah. yeah, what do we know about him? Do you know anything about Calzada? Um, he was a highly recruited quarterback, Matt. They also have uh, Haynes King, who uh, is from Longview and is a true freshman. But, yeah, Zal- Calzada, I believe he was a five-star. He's from uh, Georgia. And, I mean, he was a, a highly rated prospect coming out of high school. Uh, he's a he's a redshirt freshman um, this year as well. So they got a couple of young guys behind him. But, Matt, I was shocked. I mean, I, I watched some of that game. It wasn't a super inspiring performance by A&M, uh, but they held on. They won the game. Kellen Bond was 17-28 and 28 for 189 yards and a touchdown. And Jimbo Fisher, during his press conference this week, was asked about his performance and said it was overall good. You know, there was some decision-making. About four or five throws I wish he could have made, Jimbo Fisher said. And then he, he went on to say that Mon did have a ball security issue, uh, had a turnover. He missed a couple of throws. Um, those are things that he'll continue to work on. But the question did come up, what happens if Mon continues to struggle? And Fisher said this, you're always looking uh, at performances if something happens and the team's not moving. But at the same time, Mon did a lot of good things with the football and you've got to take care of it. There were two crucial turnovers that we can't let happen. Um, we, we practice that. We do that 25 to 50 times a day, depending on which day it is, so we can get that ironed out. But, yes, we're always looking at potential replacements. Every player is. But Kellen's played a lot of football, 
and had a lot of experience to keep playing and doing what we're doing. And you have to keep developing these guys. So, yep. I mean, didn't come out and say that they're making a change or he's on the hot seat, but sort of a non-committal answer um, from, from Jimbo Fisher when asked about what happens if, if Mon continues to struggle. Yeah, that does sound a little on the non-committal side. I think he's still behind him. And I don't think, Stephen, there's ever been a quarterback of a program that is constantly overranked. But right now, Stephen, the latest AP poll, would they come in? Like uh, they've been hanging out around like 9 or 10 or whatever or 11. I know they're a top 15 team right now. 13 is where they're at now. Okay, number 13 ranked Texas A&M fighting Ags. I've never seen like a top 15 program that had more – just anger toward its quarterback. And I think some of it might be a little unfair. Uh, I think some of it is, I mean, I, I he is one awful day against Alabama or Florida away from, from them trying another quarterback. Well, and it's just hard to believe that you have that established of a quarterback who's put up pretty good numbers and uh, but can be that iffy. That hot, I mean, you know, we talk about coaches on the hot seat. This is a quarterback that has remained on the hot seat for about three years. But A&M has not done a good job of bringing anybody in to truly challenge him. No, they haven't. And they play Alabama this week on 2.30 on on CBS, the big SEC game of the week. So we'll see. Obviously, he can go a long way by solidifying the job if he plays well. Um, But, no, you're right. I mean, he's been there what seems like four or five years and it just still feels like he's never been able to like capture the uh, the admiration of that of that fan base. And they could have had Stidham, but they were scared they were going to lose Mond if they brought in uh, Stidham. And then many years ago, just a little history on Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond was committed to the Baylor Bears under the uh, Bryles regime, and we all know what happened after that. Kellen Mond uh, flipped over there. And, uh, and ended up with Texas A&M. Part of that was there were some IMG guys where he went to school that A&M wanted, and it was, uh, they, it was kind of a little bit of a package deal. Stidham wanted to go to A&M, and, uh, but, they, uh, but he ends up at Auburn because of Kellen Mond and A&M's commitment to Kellen Mond. Steven, do you think the Aggies, you think the Aggies, there might be a few Aggies who would have liked to maybe had a couple of seasons with one Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, I, I could see uh, some people that would sort of daydream about what that could have been if, if Jarrett was there, especially if he got there as a freshman and just stayed and, and developed in one program. All right. Hey, we'll do more Aggies talk. Uh, I, we got a lot of Aggies, and I, I, every once in a while I need to stop down and give you guys, we did have Andrew Monaco, the voice of the Aggies, recently. We had Travis Brown last week. We'll take care of the Aggies. Mm-hmm. I get it. I hear you. You're out there, Mejia, Gatesville, all over the countryside. Aggies live in Central Texas and Longhorns, too. So we'll take care of you moving forward. Do not worry about it. We got you taken care of. We'll do a little more Aggie talk. I hear you. Okay, when y'all text in, I see it. I see it. And uh, I will raise you some A&M talk, and we'll get that. But first, though, I know, I know, I went to Baylor. We got to talk about this, though. Um, and and this is not a. I mean, I we're going to examine this from every 
possible angle. Why is a team that went 11-3 and last season and was ranked in the top 15 at the end of the season with a ton of offensive and defensive talent coming back? Why are the Baylor Bears not getting any respect nationally? We examine that next. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Get ready for another very cool night here in Central Texas. We'll see clear skies, calm conditions, and low temperatures falling to around 53 degrees. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow should be a beautiful day. It's going to be warmer with a high of 89 and mostly sunny on Thursday. Continue just as seasonal with a high of 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, October 3rd and Sunday, October 4th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, buy, sell, and trade firearms. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show, more than just guns, you'll also find preppers, survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, and so much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, October 3rd, 9 to 5, and October 4th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Social distancing and mask required. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats. This 1950s-style diner serves one-of-a-kind sandwiches on their homemade bread, salads, soups, pies, cakes, and cookies, all made fresh daily. Enjoy Fox's Treats and Eats malts, shakes, floats, and sundaes while enjoying music from the 50s. Fox's Treats and Eats, adjacent to the Cedar Chest Antique Mall, Highway 84 near McGregor. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Listen, in the past couple of years, we've had a lot of people moving in from out of state to Waco thanks to Chipper and JoJo. And while we welcome these new citizens, they unfortunately brought some of their bad habits with them. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters and you know what I'm talking about, naked trucks. You'd think everyone moved here from McNewtville. But we shouldn't judge them, we should help them. For example, when you see a recent transplant truck from a less civilized state like California, 
Instead of saying, your truck is disgusting, your bed is exposed, get a bed cover on that truck, buddy. That's a bit harsh. Instead, try something like, you know, in Texas, it's not polite to drive around with your bed exposed. Maybe you should check out the excellent selection of bed covers at Pickup Outfitters. And then if they refuse, you can say, well, I hear New Mexico's a nice state. Let's help our new neighbors and let them know that truck nudity is not okay. Let them know about Pickup Outfitters of Waco and send them to our website, createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. West Virginia head coach Neil Brown talked about the impressive performance by Baylor against Kansas and the culture surrounding the Baylor program earlier today during his weekly press conference. Baylor was impressive in week one versus Kansas. Really uh, dominated that game. A lot of respect for Coach Aranda. I think one of the, the top defensive minds in all of college football over a long period of time. Obviously coming off a national championship last Last year and he's put together a great staff uh, two former head coaches as his coordinators two really successful head coaches as his coordinators I talked about this last year is when you turn on Baylor State they're a tough uh, physical team that that runs very well and you can tell that they have a really good culture there Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas This is the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Revving up our engines on a Tuesday afternoon. Highway to the danger zone. And uh, Stephen, are you um, are you excited about the Top Gun remake that'll be out at some point? I think Tom Cruise will continue, even though it's been about 30 years or t- at least 25 years. I don't know. Maybe it's been 30. It's been a long time. Have you seen the original Top Gun? Because that may have been out actually before you were born. I have seen it, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about the the remake. Were you at Were you at Baylor when Top Gun came out? Well, if you give me the year, I'd tell you. I, I kind of almost think, let's see, Tom Cruise, I'm trying to think his first huge hits. I mean, that was the, his enormous breakout role. Kelly McGillis was in that as well as Anthony Edwards. 1986. Stephen, don't. I was was very far away from Baylor. My gosh. Well, I I didn't. I was not even the junior. You said 25 years. Okay. And I I thought that was maybe around the time you were. No, I was was about. I was 12 or 13 years old. Did you not enroll? Were you not one of those kids that got to Baylor or got to college at like 12 or 13? (laughs) <laughs> I had no desire. In fact, I finished Baylor, and, and it was one of those weird deals. I was planning on taking a little victory lap, and then uh, fall, I think fall of my senior year, 90, 95, or yeah, 95, I graduated, and I got some notification that it was time to try on my cap and gown, and I was just like petrified. I was like, wait, I didn't <laughs> think I was supposed to graduate yet. I need, I need another 12-hour semester uh-huh. here. Well, how, this is not right. I, I don't think this is. I was trying to fight against it, but I did convince my parents to send me post postgraduate work. I picked up a, 
another minor, or at least told them I was doing that, Baylor in the British Isles. And I went over and, and did some good work there uh, at the uh, oh, the uh, Westminster Abbey School, the Westminster School there, and uh, did some studies there. Spent about a month studying abroad after I'd already graduated from Baylor. Worked out nicely. Worked out nicely. We were there, uh, Dr. Blair Browning and I, I think he was on that trip. A lot of us made that trip. Uh, I'm trying to think all the, a uh, lot of Kappas, a lot of Kappas on that, lots of my Figam buddies. It was a good trip all the way around, had a great time. In fact, went to see the British Open, and that's where we saw John Daly win the British Open in 1995, summer of 95. All right, uh, Stephen, so much going on, and... You were talking about that top 25 earlier. I mean, I, it's very interesting right now that a Baylor team, and Stephen, you're gonna, I'm going to blow you away here in a minute with some uh, numbers. You're going really, to really like this when I, when I pull these numbers up. But Wait, are you doing I, research for the show now? Yeah, you got to yeah, tell well, me these things. I've got, uh, we've got another. Uh, I know you do some great research. Kevin in McKinney. We have Kevin and McKinney from time to time sends me some interesting uh, research. So listen to this, Steve. You'll like this. After finishing last season, 11-3, and Sugar Bowl, top 15 in final poll, and blowing out a conference opponent in the first game with a new head coach and new systems all the way around, Baylor remains unranked and got fewer votes in the AP poll than, and he's joking here, checks notes. Marshall, okay. I mean, it, they, so they they hadn't played, and then they go out and, and and destroy Kansas, and then in the next poll they get fewer votes. Now, part of that is they, I guess, now they're going to decide to bring in these Big Ten schools who aren't even playing yet, and they're going to slot them in, and that that knocks Baylor back. But I, what I'm trying to understand is how are you this stacked? On offense, I don't know if you saw me tweet about this yesterday, Stephen, I did, and some Baylor fan comes at me, Matt, they're missing. I, I said they have nearly all their starters back on offense. Well, it's true. I mean, almost all those offensive linemen have started. You know, they bring the Burton kid in. All those wide receivers have been a huge part of it. Fleeks isn't even listed as a starter, and he was a huge part of last season. And then the running backs are back, and they said, Matt, the starting running back was hasty. And, and then they tried to say, the, the, one of the starting receivers, they said Mims, Platt, and Jones were the starting wide receiver. Marcus Jones was out doing engineering classes, Stephen. I love the guy. But he was not a starter last year. So, anyway, whoever that was, come on. Come on. Don't, don't just yeah, argue we, to argue. They kind of used, used Marcus for a PR tour before the season, and then we, yeah. didn't hear, we didn't hear a lot from him after that. No, he didn't start. Give me a break. Don't try to act like Marcus Jones started. He's a brilliant like solving... young man, though. Brilliant oh, he's young man. brilliant. He's from McKinney, and he's like in some kind of unbelievable like robotics graduate program. He's got an engineering degree from Baylor. He'll do anything he wants to do. But don't try to suggest he was a starter last season. Some of us actually pay attention. We actually go to these games and watch these things, okay? Whoever that was. I had to mute you. I'm sorry. You just made me mad. I didn't block you. I just muted you for a little while. Um, but, Stephen, look at that offense. Well, I mean, look at Ebner back, Lovett back. 
Um, I mean, At- Atkinson barely even I, – I didn't even thought about him. He's, he's played like the most games of any player in the entire program, Jared Atkinson. And yet you have – you got Atkinson. You got this Yusuf Terry was out there the other night. Obviously, you got Taekwon, You got Taekwon out there, Thornton running around. And you think about some of these other wide receiver fleeks is in there. R.J. Sneed, Gavin Holmes. I mean, there is more depth at wide receiver than there even was last season. So the offense, in some ways, is stacked. Now, from week to week, do you have some? I mean, has this been a COVID? A COVID-laden offensive line, a little bit, a little bit. You missed some guys, but you got Bettier. I like how I like how our man. Uh, did you hear what's his, did you hear uh, yesterday? Longquist, Bettier, Bettier. That's a guy from Minnesota. Says it. Bettier is um, he's in there. You bring back Zay Xavier is coming back this week, and then one more Burton's coming back. I mean, the offensive line. You lose a great leader and player in Tecklenburg, but arguably the offensive line has more depth than it did last year. So what I'm trying to figure out is why is this team thought of is like such a middle-rung Big 12 team? I mean, am I looking at is this like um, maybe everybody's just so bunched up. Maybe people think Baylor and Iowa State and Kansas State uh, and maybe even Oklahoma now that they lost to K-State, maybe they just think this is just everybody's just bunched up and nobody's that good. But uh, Oklahoma lost, and they, they fell to 19. Um, obviously, K-State's going to move up with what they were able to accomplish. Oklahoma State is in the top 25, even though they hadn't played particularly well. I mean, I, what I, I guess I just don't quite have a read on. Texas was so lucky to escape Lubbock with a win. Why are the Bears? I don't want this to sound like, oh, Mosley, fourth-generation Baylor guy, homering it up. I don't homer it up. I mean, I'll tell them when they play poorly. But how do you go out and dominate Kansas? You're 11-3. and three. Uh, you, you know, you were great last year, borderline great. Almost went to the playoff. You almost made the semifinal. Glad they didn't. I mean, I'm, I'm not really glad they didn't, Stephen, but did you really LSU would have been a tough LSU draw. Team? It would have been a tough yeah. draw, yeah. Maybe they, maybe their defense would have done better than the Grinch did. I mean, that was an embarrassment for the conference for Oklahoma to to have that one. But I, I'm just saying, Stephen, and I, I know you're going to weigh in on this too. I, I just, I see a stacked offense. The other night, I saw great special teams play for the most part, and you have a a kinetic, or I should say, catalytic. To use no parcel, you love that word, catalytic. You have a dynamic defense. And you have you have a player who looks like he's turning the corner into an absolute stud in Jalen Petrie. Terrell Bernard's one of the best linebackers in the country, and then you got the starter kit for an NFL uh, edge rusher in William Bradley King, and you're really good at the back end. I think you have some really good players back there if you can get Christian not to be head hunting out there or targeting. I mean, this is so. I guess what I'm saying is, why is Baylor? not considered right up there with OSU and the University of Texas in this conference. Is it just reputation? I, I, I don't I don't get it. I mean Baylor was obviously great under Bryles, fell off because of the horrible scandal, and then they got good again under rule. Why is this team is it just because of uh, Aranda? 
I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it's a brand-new head coach. Everybody's taking a wait-and-see approach. I just feel like they probably should be getting a little more love than they are. Well, I think maybe just the fact that, for the most part, at least on a national level, that, that last year's team became known for setting the tone defensively, and that's how they won games. And I think that's a little bit of a misleading narrative because they could score. I mean, they put up points. Aside from a stretch in the middle of the year where the O-line was banged up, um, they scored on just about everybody. And, yeah, they, they did, you know, eke out some wins, certainly. But they also, as you said, Matt, were a couple plays away from ending up in the playoff with their third-string quarterback out there in the Big 12 title game because they gave OU everything they wanted twice. Um, and, and maybe it's also just a factor of people thought the Big 12 has essentially just been something the Sooners have rolled through the past few years. Everybody was in love with Spencer Rattler before the season. And, I mean, he's a talented guy. He's played well in the first couple games. Second half in Kansas State didn't look great. And it was another opportunity where you thought, okay, well, this is Oklahoma's conference, and then we, we got to do this game again where we say this is the year that Texas figures it out because Tom Herman fired his coordinators and hired new coordinators. So they fixed everything because they got some dude from Rutgers to coach up the defense now. Um, and in the midst of that, Baylor slid under the radar. But the, the new coach angle is interesting because I feel like most people are just discounting teams with new coaches in the midst of the pandemic because of all the time that they missed in the spring. But the reality of it is you can never replace what you missed in the spring. But Matt, they've almost had, before that game against Kansas, they essentially almost had a month and a half to two months of training camp. And while the cancellations, I'm sure, took a toll on that team mentally and it would have been great to get a non-conference game in before you started the season, I mean, they've been hitting each other for months, for a month, and they had all that time to get the scheme down, like mentally, and take all those mental reps under Zoom. I, I feel like in some ways, if you look at it in a different way, this team will almost be more prepared than any other team just because they've had such a a long time off where they've been able to digest this stuff mentally. And then they did have almost a, a training camp, like an NFL-type training camp, which is something you don't typically get in college football for, 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 for fall yeah. camp. I, I mean, I think you're onto something, and I think you could make the argument that this staff, while obviously Rule was a much more experienced head coach, this staff has every bit of experience the other staff had. In fact, uh, Phil Snow was a uh, heck of a defense coordinator, but the head coaching experience on this staff with Fedora, Ron Roberts, I mean, I, I think um, I think potentially this staff recruits better and potentially this staff has more experience and, uh, and they've kept a couple of really, really talented coaches in Joey McGuire, Sean Bell, David Wetzel, of course, and, and and they've had a few holdovers who will help tremendously. I, I, I Is it a better staff? That's hard to say because Rule had done something pretty remarkable. But I, I don't I, – I, there, there seems to be a perception that there's been some kind of big fall-off, and that's just not the case. And, in fact – I think you could make the argument, and, and nothing against uh, Jeff Nixon in, in rule in this respect, because Nixon did a nice job, and Charlie was good. But I think Charlie is probably in a little bit better hands right now behind uh, Wickline and, and Fedora. 
And, again, Sean Bell stepped in and did a heck of a job coaching the O-line. I mean, that's a tough thing to suddenly, okay, Sean, you know, we, pre- we, we know you know quarterbacks, uh, you know, incredibly well, but go coach the O-line now. That's going to serve him well. But Wicklines are like a 20, 25-year-old or 25, 20 to 25-year vet when it comes to coaching the O-line. So all that to say, uh, Stephen, I mean, I, I don't want to get mad at the national people, whatever. You vote however they want, and I imagine they kind of like flying under the radar. But if you go out and you stick it to West Virginia, that's not going to be easy. That will be an easier place to play with the lack of fans. But if you go in there and you put it on them, um, then you got to start talking. You got to start thinking. And somebody yesterday, Stephen, boy, they, I made this point about Baylor not seemingly getting a lot of respect, and they, they let me know that on October 24th, the, the, the University of Texas was waiting, and the University of Texas was going to put a big-time spanking on these Bears. All right? So, anyway, I uh, – that's fine. That's fine. That, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. But it's going to be. It'll be a knockdown dragout. I thought what uh, Lonquis said yesterday was interesting, Stephen. I don't know if you agreed with it or not. The uh, I think he was the one who said this: that the winner of this conference was going to have two losses, at least two losses. And I think that's fair to say. I really do. Now OU has shown that it can stumble early and get on a roll. But did, did that, nothing about that OU team to me suggested they're going to just rise up and run the table. They obviously have the most pedigree, and they might have the most ability to do that, but I don't see a team in this conference that is going to run the table. So if Baylor could somehow uh, go, uh, you know, if they could somehow go 7-2 and two in this conference, Stephen, that wins the conference. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I think it's just going to be a, a weird year, and I, I feel like that's probably accurate. And it's also odd, like, not having any chance to get into a rhythm. You're essentially just playing a conference schedule. I mean, a couple teams got one game in, but basically you're just rolling through a, a tough physical Big 12 schedule week after week. All right, there it goes. And, uh, Stephen, I, I wanted to – I just got news coming from the Rangers – uh, good discussion there. I really enjoyed that, by the way. Uh, John Daniel said there will not be this will not be the offseason. The Rangers plunge headlong into free agency. Rangers are committed to their young players and supplementing that talent. Corey Kluber's option unlikely to be picked up, but could be resigned, resigned to uh, a lesser contract. Stephen, buy your season tickets. I mean, hey, the World Series is coming to Arlington, okay? Now, never mind that the, the Rangers are picking second because they were the second-worst record in the entire Major League Baseball. Never mind all that. The World Series is coming to Arlington, Texas. Steven, get excited, okay? I'm glad that uh, that John Daniels is, is trying to set our expectations already. Who buys a sports team and then tries to keep it within the budget? I don't understand this, Rangers owners. Why do you own a sports team if you don't want to spend money? <laughs> make money in your other businesses. This is not the business to make money in. I know. Well, I know. I know. Well, Stephen, there's a pandemic, okay? It affects baseball owners, too, apparently. They've lost out on their revenue, and even though they're billionaires, they're going to pull back. 
They're going to do some belt tightening. It happens in all kinds of businesses, Stephen, especially the ones where we work, it seems. Okay, uh, Stephen, the uh, bottom of the eighth, the White Sox up 4-1 over Oakland. In the top of the ninth, the Astros have taken a lead over the Twins. You can hear the end of that Astros game if you want to, if you're so inclined, over on 1330 or 99.3 Kicker FM. Uh, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. We had a great uh, visit. Boy, in fact, Stephen, boy, would that be something if we revisited a little bit of that. But um, had a great visit earlier in the program with Coach Stewart at a temple. But we also need to talk about this. Controversy involving the Cowboys, and it looks like they could be missing a starter for much longer than they anticipated news on that front next the bears on the road for the first time this season this saturday headed to morgantown to take on the mountaineers 9 a.m for the baylor alumni tailgate show 11 a.m kickoff with jj joe ricky thompson and the voice of the bears john morris bears ears from Milan Pushkar Stadium in Morgantown, here on ESPN Central Texas. Power. Power is being behind the wheel of a Ram 3500 with 1,000 pounds per foot of torque. Power is a 12-inch touchscreen and 395 horsepower Hemi V8. Ram Power Days are going on now at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. If you count on your truck, then you can count on Cameron Autoplex to deliver the right truck for you. We have the selection and the pricing our customers deserve. We are your Central Texas Truck Authority. Shop in person or online at CameronAutoplex.com. And remember, it's always cheaper in Cameron. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Let's discuss Shorty's Pizza Shack over there on 12th Street, shadows of the Baylor campus. It's been the home of the Stanley Cup Final. People have been watching uh, hockey over there. But, hey, you can watch the NBA Finals as well. You can watch uh, college games on Saturdays. In fact, uh, boy, I bet they uh, – I'll talk to Salazar about this and get confirmation, but I bet they would open up an hour early for a Baylor 11 a.m. kickoff I bet they would get those doors open. In fact, I bet they do open at 11 now that I think about it. It is Shorty's Pizza Shack, owned by Baylor people, run by Baylor fans, and uh, it's an incredible place. Right over there on 12th and yeah, I don't know. I always I always uh, tell people directions based on where that HEB is over there because uh, that was uh, how I did things when I was at Baylor. But it's right there near the Baylor campus. And it is a really cool patio, great place. And the pizza, listen, marinara, scratch, made from scratch, right there on uh, on campus uh, or in the uh, in, at Shorty's. And then no filler, okay? The hamburger and everything's made fresh. And so some of these pizzas, people filling up, people putting stuff in there. I mean, this is all fresh ingredients. I always go by there because I love the fact that they do pizza by the slice, and I get myself huge piece of pepperoni 
has just a, a, a hint of, like, grease on it, and that's what I need. That's kind of – that's the way I prefer it and uh, love the pizza over there, love the service, and uh, it's a great place to go. Shorty's Pizza Shack, one of our fine partners. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. West Virginia head coach Neil Brown talked about the impressive performance by Baylor against Kansas and the culture surrounding the Baylor program earlier today during his weekly press conference. Baylor was impressive in week one versus Kansas. Really uh, dominated that game. A lot of respect for Coach Aranda. I think one of the, the top defensive minds in all of college football over a long period of time. Obviously coming off a national championship last year and he's put together a great staff uh, two former head coaches as his coordinators two really successful head coaches as his coordinators i talked about this last year is when you turn on baylor state they're a tough uh, physical team that that runs very well and you can tell that they have a really good culture there the bears and mountaineers will kick things off at 11 a.m saturday in morgantown sports center every 20 minutes only on espn central texas All right, 520, we're going to have uh, Paul Kaharski on with us. Covers the Titans. They've got a crazy situation right now with the COVID, and they've had to shut things down. Facilities shut down, Minnesota, and uh, it's a rough time. A rough time, this first little outbreak they've had in the NFL. So we'll stay on top of that. It is, uh, well, it's coming right up on 5 o'clock. It's 4.50, 10 till 5 on a gorgeous Tuesday afternoon. And uh, so much fun stuff coming up. Uh, I want to remind you that Dave Aranda's weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox will be Thursday. Talk to him every Thursday during game weeks. And uh, we'll get ready for that first road game. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then, Stephen, if you don't mind, get us caught up real quick. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll obviously get to some uh, Cowboys stuff and NFL news and nuggets because the Cowboys have a lot of stuff to cover uh, but get us caught up, if you would, on those uh, Major League Baseball uh, playoff uh, playoff scores. It started today, games all today, and then a ton of games tomorrow. If you're a baseball fan, this is a great time. And uh, hopefully what we'll do, Stephen, is just put baseball games all over all our stations. <laughs> People love live sporting events. And uh, in Major League Baseball, even though in this crazy shortened pandemic season, they love baseball games. So that is what I would recommend to our people at Eminem Broadcasting. Uh, give us an update, if you don't mind, Stephen. Yeah, the Astros have uh, broken this thing open a little bit. They've trailed one nothing from the majority of the game, but got on the board with a uh, George Springer single in the seventh. And then they now have a 4-1 lead after a three-run Top of the ninth inning, uh, Jose Altuve walked with the bases loaded, and then Michael Brantley had a two-run 
RBI single that brought in a couple more runs. So Astros up 4-1 on the Twins. Um, as that game heads to the bottom of the ninth inning, that's best of three. All these first series are best of three, so goes a big way if you can win game one. And the Athletics are trailing the White Sox 4-1. to one. Um, That game's on the top of the ninth as well, so the A's will have one more crack at this in the bottom of the ninth inning. Uh, but they trail Chicago 4-1 to one as uh, that game is, is close to ending as well. All right, and then uh, tomorrow, just a full array of baseball games. And, uh, man, it'll be fun to listen to all those, and we'll make sure you get to hear as many of those games as you can. Uh, Steve and I would imagine uh, this evening, this very evening when we're off the air, that's what we'll do. And then again tomorrow night after the show, it'll be that Dave Aranda Coaches Show, and then we'll let you know who else is on that. Ryan McGuire's been on it. Uh, Paul Jobson, one of my favorites, love Paul Jobson, love that Baylor soccer program. They, uh, man, they play some defense. They're, they've had some ties here lately. It's the, uh, uh, I tell you, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles love playing for ties. The Baylor Lady Bears don't play for ties. They play to win, but uh, sometimes in soccer, a tie is acceptable. I mean, you don't want it, but it's better than losing. And uh, they have really played some great uh, defense. And uh, Waco's on, Waco uh, High School's own um, Kaylee Abels. Really enjoyed watching her and in, uh, in sort of uh, becoming familiar with her work out there on the pitch. Does a really nice job. Paul Jobson, big fan of this show, and we are big fans of Paul's. All right? That's a big soccer family, the Jobson family. Uh, Steven, one of my buddies just uh, uh, tweeted this out. He's very bitter. He apparently does not like the Astros. He said it stinks that there is no justice sometimes in baseball. A franchise that has done it the right way for a decade versus one that has tanked, cheated, disgraced the game, and we get this ninth inning. The Astros deserve the 17-game postseason losing streak, not the Twins. Oh, poor Kevin Longquist. That's not him. <laughs> but it is another guy that worked with us at the Arlington Morning News, Todd Wills. Todd Wills, longtime baseball man, covered the uh, Rangers for the Dallas Morning News. Now in the car business. Steven, that's what our future is. We're going to be out in the car lot. You and I are going to be moving vehicles out there at Allen Samuels. I think we'd be good at it. But Todd Wills has now become one of the top car salesmen in all of, what do we call Corsicana? Northeast Texas? North? I don't know. He's he wherever, wherever Corsicana. I mean, I know where it is, off 45. But or do we call that south? Yeah, northeast. Anyway, he's a he's a big time car dealer now, and they love listening to our show. Stevens, you realize 1660 reaches out and grabs Corsicana, and boy, that's a program out there. They got Hal Wesson. They hired him or Hal Wasson from uh, from over at uh, South Lake Carroll. Some uh, he got some hot water over there. Ends up a free agent coach, and Corsicana brings him in, and uh, now Corsicana and Ennis are throwing haymakers at each other. Two of the greatest coaches in in uh, high school right now. Uh, Watson over there at uh, Corsicana, and then Sam Harrell over at Ennis. Text us if you can hear us in Corsicana right now. Uh, it's 254-662-1660. That's the CNC collision text line. All right, Stephen, um, lots of, uh, man, lots of good stuff. And I tell you what we're going to do. Let's get into, let's do some NFL news and nuggets, and let's lead it with some of this Cowboys talk, all right? We don't even have to play the music right at first. Let's, um, 
there was some some really some controversy involving the Chiefs and Dak Prescott that we'll tell you about that Jerry started unwittingly, and then Jerry makes a comment about uh, the Chiefs running back, Alaire. Uh, Ed, Edwards Alaire, and uh, we're going to react to that. All of that is next as we start the 5 o'clock hour, the power hour. Recently on Unnecessary Roughness. If you spend $20, mm-hmm. you can use a coupon. Mm-hmm. Well, none of us have spent $20 by ourselves. If we all come together like butt cheeks, we'll have over the $20 threshold. We can use a coupon to get a discount. That makes sense to me. Of course it did. And I mean, I contributed $10 to it. No, you didn't. And Steven gave $10. Well, no, Steven didn't do anything. Steven just... Yeah, I didn't do anything. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, not talk about me, though. Unnecessary Roughness. Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on ESPN Central Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, October 3rd and Sunday, October 4th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, buy, sell, and trade firearms. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show, more than just guns, you'll also find preppers, survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, and so much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, October 3rd, 9 to 5, and October 4th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Social distancing and mask required. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Listen, in the past couple of years, we've had a lot of people moving in from out of state to Waco thanks to Chipper and JoJo. And while we welcome these new citizens, they unfortunately brought some of their bad habits with them. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters, and you know what I'm talking about. Naked trucks. You'd think everyone moved here from McNewtville. But we shouldn't judge them, we should help them. For example, when you see a recent transplant truck from a less civilized state like California, instead of saying, your truck is disgusting, your bed is exposed, get a bed cover on that truck, buddy, that's a bit harsh. Instead, try something like, you know, in Texas, it's not polite to drive around with your bed exposed. Maybe you should check out the excellent selection of bed covers at Pickup Outfitters. And then if they refuse, you can say, well, I hear New Mexico's a nice state. Let's help our new neighbors and let them know that truck nudity is not okay. Let them know about Pickup Outfitters of Waco and send them to our website, createacommotion.com. 
Hey, it's Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, Stephen Simcox. Dr. Tyler Cooper, Dallas's own Cooper Clinic, says your health is your responsibility. Control what you can control to live a better life. One thing everyone can control is what we put in our bodies. Most of us don't get the proper amounts of vitamins, minerals we need from food alone. Supplements help round out our diet to ensure our bodies get what they need for better health. Whether it's comprehensive multivitamin, like Basic One Multivitamin, Advanced Omega-3 for heart and brain health, or melatonin to help you sleep better, Cooper Complete Nutrition supplements has what your body needs cooper complete has a special offer just for listeners of the matt mosley show buy any two bottles of cooper complete vitamins or supplements and get one bottle free just use coopercomplete.com the coupon code espn 2020 that's three bottles of cooper complete vitamins and supplements for the price of two when you use the coupon code espn 2020 at coopercomplete.com live longer live better with cooper complete nutritional supplements KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. Station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. It's time for the dismount. For a final look at today's top stories, here's Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcox. Nobody's ready for the end of the show today. Steven Simcox. Oh, my goodness. Nobody heard that, did they, Steven? Did you, did uh, yeah, people, people heard that, I think. <laughs> Steven, Steven playing our final element of the day. Isn't that what we call it in radio? Element. What element are you guys using? Here's, um, here's what I was supposed to play. The 5 o'clock hour of the Matt Mosley Show is brought to you by Coriel Health Medical Clinic. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. Thank you, Dr. Ellis. (laughs) Sorry, Dr. Ellis, but I think it worked out better. Love talking about them and love that ortho-robotic surgeries they do. They're able to be even more precise. He's always been a very precise surgeon. Um, uh, But, boy, this, this orthopedic or, excuse me, this robotic devices i've been reading about these things and uh, boy they're back doing all their elective type surgeries and they're full go out there and of course uh, they uh, uh people all across central texas you know the great facility out there coriel health uh especially out there in gatesville what a gorgeous place that is and it's become really one of the jewels of that community and then their influence is kind of all over uh, all over the place and then Stephen, let's keep in mind any injuries we have What's this, as we, and we'll get it to our uh, NFL. Usually this time of day, you're hearing all the NFL music. We're, we're holding off on that because we got some very serious Cowboys audio and some things to respond to on that front. Matt, but, let uh, me also just pass along. The Astros uh, won game one of their series with the Twins, four to one. Frember Valdez, their closer, got in a little bit of trouble in the ninth. Uh, got two guys on with one out. Had runners on first and second, but got a uh, game-ending double play ball, so... Astros up one nothing in a best of three series with the Minnesota Twins. That's big. That is uh, that's that's big. The Astros there they don't deserve it. They uh, they kind of limp to the finish line, but because of the expanded postseason, they get in there and they have to start out against a uh, a team that's been consistent all year, has been great, and of course the Astros find a way to win. And people say, well, cheaters, they're cheaters. Well, listen. People know about them now, and um, 
There have been some bets. I saw a fun bet the other day. Uh, Steven, I wish I could remember who this involved. Some some of my buddies were involved in this bet somehow. They bet that Jose Altuve – oh, it's the guys from the uh, Colin Cowherd show. They bet that without being able to cheat this year, Altuve would not bat above 280. And I – I can't remember what he ended up with, but I don't think he hit 280 or above. And so the loser all week has to bring breakfast or make breakfast for the winner of this thing. And they, so they've been bringing breakfast sandwiches and all this kind of stuff. Okay, that was it. It just uh, dawned on me what I was thinking about there. Okay, Stephen, let's, uh, let's let people listen to something Jerry Jones said. And we started the show today with Scott Stewart from Temple. I love that. It was a great way to start the show. Fun to talk to Scott. And Scott's trying to – he's making sure his players know that one one great win doesn't define a season. And he even told them about one-hit wonders and talked to him about Millie Vanilli. And so I love the speech he made to the Temple team. And uh, and I think they'll take heed and they'll uh, – and they'll uh, that, that's how we started the show today. And then we got into some of this Cowboy stuff. Dak – who had a great game the other day, but at the end of the game threw that interception, but used his unbelievable athleticism to catch himself, to stay on his feet, to twist around, to pirouette like Romo used to do. And then he threw the pick. He threw the pick, which sealed their fate at the end of that game. Well, you know, keep that in mind. And then on one of his shows today, the flagship station had Jerry on, and Jerry Jones was basically asked, um... Jerry, do you see a large gap between the Kansas City Chiefs and your team, the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I see, yes. I see a team that uh, is uh, uh, clicking. They're the Super Bowl champs, and uh, they uh, look like they've gotten better. The running back is outstanding. I watched him uh, live last year at LSU. With, uh, I was watching my grandson play uh, play him and um, at that particular time I loved him I loved him in the draft uh, I was dreaming that he might get over into the second and somehow uh, be around where we could look at him but uh, he's an exceptional player they're running back and obviously with uh, their quarterback who's uh, uh, I think uh, uh, at the highest uh, uh, level right now uh, because of his uh, frankly as uh, much as just his natural ability to make plays, his mobility. And uh, this guy's very uh, quick and elusive and can get in and out of situations with his feet and by time. The quarterback we played uh, Sunday is of that kind of nature. He's very, uh, has great ability to get in and out and then uh, make the play. That play Dak made at the end of the game that got intercepted. Well, uh, uh, the result of Dak's ability that let him get that ball off was uh, was uh, uh, really great and outstanding. Well, these guys do that, uh, have that ability a lot. They are very quick-footed, and they're very they have the unique ability to uh, possibly take their eyes uh, away from the field for a minute and then immediately focus back and see Romo had that and so uh, they could turn his back on it and turn around and hand eye and get it done quick and so those are things that show up and that's what's showing up with these guys they're buying time with their feet 
for buying time with their instincts and their feet. All right, so, you know, it's a long way of getting around there. I did like the fact that he just basically comes out and says, yeah, we were uh, we were really thinking about Hilaire, the uh, LSU. Love that back. Love that running back. We were hoping we would get him. That's interesting for both Zeke and I would see Tony Pollard. I mean, that they were looking at a back like that in the second round. I mean, I, to admit that is so interesting. And then, um, of course, uh, I mean, I'm sure Trayvon Diggs loves that, that they were pining away hoping to get a lair. Well, they had to settle for the Alabama cornerback. And um, uh, Clarence Hill, by the way, um, sort of took those words and had kind of a different spin on it. And I I don't quite understand. Um, he Here's what he said. This is eight hours ago. Clarence's response to that was Jerry Jones said Dak Prescott not being Dak Prescott not being uh, uh, able to pull off the last play of the game against the Seattle Seahawks is the difference between he and Patrick Mahomes or even Tony Romo. They could have pulled it off. Wow, did I hear that correctly? Well, no. I mean, if you listen to that and then if you parse the words, if you look at the words, that's not what he said. I mean, he's just saying they have similar ability to extend plays. And, uh, Stephen, that particular tweet, let's see, it now has uh, almost 5,000 retweets and 5,000 likes. That thing went around the country. People reacted to it like crazy. Now, what you do, if you make a mistake as a journalist, I've been there. I've, I've you know, I, I've, I've made a joke or something that people took seriously. You either own it and go, hey, that was a joke, or he could have deleted it, or he could have said, and our man Clarence, who comes on with us sometimes, just kind of let it ride. Steven, I'm looking throughout the day here, never an apology or anything like that. He did have four hours ago some interesting news. Per a source close to Earl Thomas, there is still nothing serious going on regarding talks with the Cowboys. Okay, Clarence E. Hill is a big-time a, a big-time Longhorn, so he's always tied in to Earl Thomas and players like that. Stephen, some of these reports were coming from Josina Anderson, okay, today. Well, and you can't course, see those, unfortunately. No, no, she blocked me for years ago. I found a uh, – thought, thought it was kind of funny that after a Cowboys win, she was seen giving Jason Garrett this enormous hug – and it just, I thought it was funny, and I put a picture of it up. I probably should have done that, looking back on it. And she got mad and has blocked me forevermore. And if I could, if I knew how to communicate with her, I would apologize. But, uh, but anyway, I, uh, we, we shall see. Um, <laughs> now people have said, Stephen, on Twitter, uh, some guy says, hey, Clarence Hill, I was able to secure a safe house, as you ask. Hit me up. All right, so Clarence Hill, 47 minutes ago, said stop the drama. So he's trying to ride this out, and, Stephen, he's not deleting it, and he's not apologizing for a misleading tweet today that sent the world into, I mean, this really got everybody worked up. So should we book him, Stephen, and let him apologize to the country via ESPN (laughs) Central Texas? I don't know if he wants to apologize, Matt. He's just kind of tweeting through it, which, I mean, hey, that's one, that's one way to handle it. Just tweet through it. 
I guess so. I'm gonna call him tonight and just say what 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 was going on. I mean, what you know what was what was happening with that. Now, Stephen, the other the other one. How'd you like that uh, when Jerry said the thing about Ilaire? We really liked him and hoping he was. We were hoping he was available in the second round. Sure, yeah, just drop that nugget in there. I mean, I they took Ceedee Lamb and obviously receiver is not a position of need, but I was shocked by that. And that was one of the funny things about you know the tweet is that got all the the pub and i understand that that it was misunderstanding but the alaire thing is actually interesting now who knows how serious those discussions were in the draft room or if that was just a guy that jerry really liked and decided in his mind they might go after if he was still there in the second round uh but you have zeke elliott you also have tony pollard who you took a couple years ago he was supposed to be the gadget guy he was supposed to be the guy that could take things over if zeke just stayed in cabo until the start of the season um, so Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a good player. He's a great fit in Kansas City, but I was uh, very surprised to see that they were scouting running backs and and looking uh at being interested in him because that was very low on the list of of what I thought was potential needs for the Cowboys. All right, we also have a little bit of audio here with Jerry talking about right tackle Lyle Collins who was supposed to come off injured reserve and um uh, could have been able to play this week against the Browns. And so, um, I, you know, Mike McCarthy had already said, yeah, it's going to be a little while longer on him, leading people to go, wow, all right, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to leave Zach Martin out there? How are you going to handle this? Because they thought they were getting reinforcements. What did Jerry have to say about Lyle Collins' injury and in his, uh, his kind of prognosis moving forward? Well, Except uh, what I'm fixing to say. We don't know. I don't know. The doctors don't know. And so uh, we are uh, uh, trying uh, to uh, work through uh, uh, a structure, uh, some structure issues. Uh, we're trying to work through those relative to, uh, uh, I'm going to compare this to inactivity. Uh, with um, uh, uh, COVID, uh, one begets the other. The less activity you can have sometimes uh, in these um, uh, injuries or, or in these health issues, uh, the harder it is to get it better. And you can have something else that's preventing you from doing the things you need to do to get better in another part of your body. And that's what's happening here. And so. Uh, uh, we're trying to, uh, the reason that you're not hearing something definitive, as you well know, if you're going to have a problem in the NFL because of the length of a season, when you start off in early August or late July, uh, the best time to have anything corrective that, uh, that identifies with surgery is right then. The quicker you can do it, if you're going to have to do it, the better off you are. Because of the length of the season, you can basically have surgery sometimes in July, and you can be sitting in there a month before the playoffs and be back helping your team. That happens. So you want to do it early. The reason you don't do it early is because, if necessary, you uh, have have moved along and narrowed that gap of how to manage it so you can get the most time for the season. Every player wants to do that, and certainly the team does. So we've been easing along so that we can see if we can get more time that way with Collins. 
and uh, that's the process that you see going on. And uh, the doctors, the trainers, uh, the owner does not know uh, uh, when uh, it's going to be at a point that he can do some other things that have him ready to go in a week or two. So uh, it's still there, it's still working, still possible for him to play. Uh, the longer you go, the less optimistic you get. Okay, now there, there it is. And that was a uh, haunting last statement. The longer it goes, the less optimistic you get. Now, Stephen, you'll have to explain to me, <clears throat> what was the COVID? I didn't really understand the whole COVID comment. I mean that was uh that one that one was just a tad bit strange to me. The the inactivity COVID, comment. Yeah, is he just saying that during the COVID, if you don't, if you're not able to do things and get out there, like it catches up with everybody, or was he saying it somehow applied to Lyle Collins? I did I just didn't quite understand the whole how COVID came into the picture. I uh, I interpreted that maybe that was. Uh... Him saying Lyle Collins did not do uh, a lot of activity during the pandemic. Oh, maybe. Okay. All right. I mean, maybe they couldn't. I thought they had the ability to get players in and do some rehab work with them during the pandemic. And maybe Collins was either not part of that, not available. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But uh, what Jerry said there is very sobering. Okay. Uh, you know, hopefully they get Tyron back this week because it's a stinger. And while those things are bothersome, you can play through it. And if, and hopefully he's gotten uh, put some of that behind him. I, I still say you're better off putting Brandon Knight over there at right tackle and letting Zach Martin return to his right guard spot. I mean, the last thing you need is to have Zach Martin, an all-pro guard, playing out of position the rest of the season. I mean, that just is not. Now, I know he's good. I know he's really good. And if you have problems in-game, you can still go back to that. But what I would do is take um, take your, you know, and, 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 you, and you know now that Biotish can come in and help you. But I would go Looney center, right guard with uh, Zach Martin, and keep Connor at left guard. I would think about, I, I'm, I, I don't know, I, Connor is, is – uh, is is really a, an, an issue at times. I think he's got good mobility. I think he's got good athleticism. I think he just gets engulfed, and he gets knocked over. And I don't know why a man you took in the second round who you were so excited about can't seem to get the upper body and the, uh, the, the overall strength it takes to pay, play guard in the NFL. That is of great concern to me. Now, that's behind, though, in my list of Cowboys concerns, I would still say safety, that defensive back, all of that is the biggest mess. Stephen, we have got a guest that we need to call here in a minute, and he's going to come to us from Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, longtime, uh, uh, longtime colleague of mine, Paul Kaharski, will weigh in on this COVID outbreak in the NFL. That's next. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Get ready for another very cool night here in Central Texas. We'll see clear skies, calm conditions, and low temperatures falling to around 53 degrees. 
Mostly sunny skies. Tomorrow should be a beautiful day. It's going to be warmer with a high of 89 and mostly sunny on Thursday. Continue just as seasonal with a high of 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. B&M Barbecue in Riesel is a proud supporter of all area sports and academics, including Riesel High School Indian Football. Before the game Friday night, stop by B&M Barbecue for all-you-can-eat catfish. If it's barbecue you want, try their burgers or their brisket, sausage or ribs. Whether it's one of their plates or a sandwich, you can't beat B&M Barbecue. 100 West Frederick Street in Riesel. Go Indians! You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are your office surfaces covered in antimicrobial film that lasts five years for the safety of your employees? Does your office point of entry use a state-of-the-art thermal facial recognition scanner that also takes temperatures? Is it frustrating accessing documents from home that are stored at your office? Now ask yourself what other office technology company in Texas offers these products and services? No one but the premier provider of business technology in Texas, UBO Business Services, and Sean Hunt. 254-772-1600-UBEO.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Backroads Food and Fuel is a proud supporter of Valley Mills Eagle football as well as other local athletics and academics. Before the game on Friday night, stop by Backroads and get a delicious burger from the grill or a fresh-made pizza. Before those out-of-town games, stop by Backroads to fuel up and load up on snacks for the road. And don't forget, every morning, stop by for breakfast and a cup of the best coffee in town. Backroads Food and Fuel, 101 West Avenue C in Valley Mills. Go Eagles! TFNB Your Bank for Life supports high school football in Central Texas. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. 
The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, October 3rd and Sunday, October 4th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, buy, sell, and trade firearms. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show, more than just guns, you'll also find preppers, survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, and so much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, October 3rd, 9 to 5, and October 4th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Social distancing and mask required. Looking for quality plants at affordable prices? Would you like your yard transformed from an unmaintained pile of weeds to a yard that looks like a beautiful park and increases the value of your property? Barrera's Nursery and Landscape is the place for seasonal plants, shrubs, trees, and perennials, as well as a wide variety of bulk material and landscape rock. Locally owned and operated for over 20 years, Barrera's Nursery and Landscape, open every day, 9 till 5, at 201 Sun Valley Drive in Hewitt, or call them at 254-666-9806. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show, presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. Ah, it is Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. Moving right on through a Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday used to be kind of a quiet day around the NFL. Teams, uh, a lot of teams are off that day. Not so kind of a, a wild day in Titans land. And joining us now from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, Paul Kaharski, my old associate for ESPN.com. He's heard on uh, Midday 180, and then PaulKaharski.com writes there, has a huge following there, 100,000 Twitter followers. I'm one of them. Uh, Paul, been a, been, a busy, uh, been a little bit of a busy day today. I guess as of now, there still seems to be a game planned for uh, Sunday, which is kind of hard to believe with the Titans uh, facility being shut down. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess maybe I'd, I'd like to hope that they're just not being quick to cancel or postpone. I should say postpone. I mean, I think it'll get played. I'd like to think they're not quick to postpone it. Uh, it seems kind of nonchalant to me to indicate that it's going to be played Sunday or Monday. I, I could see Tuesday if the Titans can get back to normal on uh, on on Saturday, but the idea that they're just going to have the Titans go about their business on Sunday without having a Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday uh, practice while the, while the Steelers can go about their business strikes me as incredibly unfair to a team that's simply been unlucky with one of its coaches uh, testing positive for COVID and then, uh, you know, the expected contagious, very contagious disease, which is why we're in the pandemic that we're in, taking its natural course, uh, doesn't strike me as particularly fair. And I don't know if the Titans served themselves well by putting it out. I don't know if it was Garofolo or somebody else that tweeted, you know, uh, the coaching message to the players has been, uh, you know, if we're not together until Saturday and we only have a walkthrough um, and we have to play that way, we'll play that way, no excuses. Um, you know, if that gets to the league office and the league office says, well, they're, if they're willing to do it, then maybe that's what we should do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. You know, Mike Vrabel always talks about what's uh, in the best interest of the team. I'm, I'm pretty sure playing the Steelers with no practice isn't in the best interest of the team. No, it's a high degree of difficulty uh, to do that. Boy, but this team, think things are going really well. It's a really good team coming off of an uh, excellent season last year. You know, one, of the, one of the things you were tweeting about was uh, 
the protocols sort of like once they found out Saturday about that coach? You you think um, uh, you think looking back, Paul? I mean, did they, are, are when you try to kind of think through how the uh, Titans have handled this, could there could they have done more immediately when they found out? Obviously, they went and and uh, went out and played a football game. How do, how do you think they, they should have or could have handled this thing differently? Well, I'm certain that they did what they were supposed to do. I'm wondering if they're supposed to do the right things, right? I mean, it's obvious that Shane Bowen, the outside linebackers coach, who's also the defensive play caller, if, if he comes in on Saturday and has tested positive on Friday, he's clearly been around some people. So wouldn't it then make sense to do the contact tracing and to say, hey, these guys were exposed to him mm-hmm. in a way where they could have it. They probably shouldn't go to Minnesota where they'll then be exposed to people on their own team and on the Vikings where it could lead to problems down the road. Then you fill up the roster with practice squatters to the degree you can or you talk about postponing the Vikings game and get it on the front end instead of proceeding in a way where three more Titans players get it, five more Titans employees get it. We don't know who those are yet. They may be more coaches, and the Titans could be thin in the coaching ranks. And now you're talking about the Titans potentially playing their next game um, without practicing, potentially with a shorthanded coaching staff or whatever, now you have to look at the Vikings game against uh, the Texans and the, what kind of concerns those have. I don't think they broke any rules or broke any protocol, and I'm sure if they did, we'd be hearing about it by now. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if that, if that foresight isn't part of what the whole thing should be. But then again, you know, then every time a guy went on the COVID list so far, and the Titans have one on the COVID list, and Isaiah Wilson – you know, you would have had to stop things and look at everybody that Isaiah Wilson had been around and pull some people out to, um, to, to, to sequester them or to quarantine them. And we hadn't seen that happen with the Titans or with other teams. So I'm wondering how that works, you know, where a guy, if he's exposed to somebody who's had COVID, is supposed to wind up on the COVID list. So a lot of unanswered questions there for me. Yeah, I think, uh, and boy, Paul Kaharski will dig into this thing. Radio man and a longtime uh, writing colleague of mine covers the Titans as well as anybody. And Paul, this uh, this team is is really built extremely well. Now we'll see how they come back and if if they can kind of clear this hurdle and get through it. But I mean, so far, I think uh, so good. You got the um, you got the feature back. I mean, you got this team down here with the Cowboys and. Uh, and you know they've got these great. Oh, let's throw for four or five hundred yards every week. Let's just let's just try to get in a track meet. And of course, it goes against everything that they, they had a power back who now is getting about twelve carries a game. It really feels like the Titans know exactly who they are uh, right now. They definitely uh, have a big sense of identity. Their problem is that they're not playing very good defense. They're missing their best cornerback in Adore Jackson, who's been out since the uh, since he hurt himself leading up to the opener. So that's a problem. Um, and their pass rush just can't find it, uh, even with Jadevian Clowney uh, added right before the season started. And with Vic Beasley, he's been kind of a disaster until he got on the field this week and only played 16 snaps. So they've given up, um, 
you know, 32 games in a row, uh, and they haven't played anybody yet. Uh, you know, Denver's not good. Jacksonville's not good. Minnesota's not good. Pittsburgh hasn't played anybody yet either. So uh, it'd be an interesting showdown, as will the Bills next week. Um, and then you throw in the, the fact that they might, might not be practicing, and it kind of makes things uneven. But we'll find out a lot more about who the Titans are in these next two weeks. Um, they certainly don't have Dallas's issue in terms of the identity, but they're not playing uh, very well. But it's a sign of a good team if you're not playing very well that you take care of business against teams you should, and they do. And a big part of that's uh, Mike Vrabel's a, a very good coach, um, and and the key players here, uh, you know, this kind of winning the games you should is becoming a contagious thing here. All right, talking to Paul Kaharski. Paul, are you um, are you okay? You being an Ivy League graduate from uh, Columbia, the Ivy League was the first school to drop out and not play. I don't sense that it impacts your your uh, your fall Saturdays um, too much. But uh, has has your alma mater has the Ivy League? Are they going to join the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and try to try to opt back in, or do you think they'll stick to their guns? Yeah, they're going to stick to their guns, Matt. And when I made my college choice, uh, unlike you, um, football had uh, zero to do with it. I uh, proudly attended Columbia when the uh, longest collegiate losing streak in history came to an end my freshman year, 44 games. So the class that graduated to make room for me had never seen their uh, alma mater win a football game. And uh, I'm sure they all did just just fine in life. Uh, I kind of look at college football a lot like uh, Bobby Knight looked at, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm blowing my line now. But, like, you graduate and then you move on, like to pro football. Um, yeah. The rest of us know, are stuck in our – yeah, we never, we never move on. Once you go to a, a major uh, football school, you, do never, you never move on. And you live and, and I die with that it. Yours was a major football school when you were there. Who mine? Yeah. Yeah, Baylor. Yeah, you could make that argument. We were. It was pretty good. They were number six in the country my freshman year. You when well, you did go to. Yeah, you did go to a school with Marcellus Wiley, though. Don't forget that a uh, a star a star in his own right who had a long and distinguished NFL career is now a big time member of the media. With us. Well after my time. Well after my time. We had nobody nearly that good when I was there. <laughs> the Lions. Did you was was uh, Jason Garrett's dad still involved with that school when you were there or not? No, no. I was between the Garretts and and Marcellus. Okay. All right. Well, Real listen, we uh, <laughs> kind of a soft spot there at Columbia, but a great journalism program, and they produced. Paul Kaharski doing excellent work right there in Nashville. Paul uh, Kaharski.com, and then, of course, you can hear him on the radio. Paul, thanks for uh, hopping on with us, and uh, good luck through this um, weird week, okay? Hey, John Banks said this would never happen, Matty. He said it would never happen. (laughs) Please don't bring up the ghost of the past. Uh, there he goes, Paul Kaharski, uh, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Stephen Paul, John Banks was our uh, our editor when we were all working for ESPN.com. In fact, he was my editor at the Morning News, and he brought me to ESPN.com with him. Did he not have and, great uh, belief in you or something? Uh, no, he had great belief in me because he brought me with him. But Kaharski, my son, uh, Mosley, Tim Graham... 
you had like Mike Sando and Kevin Seifert who were like the Johnny Good, you know, do rights, and we were all the rabble rousers, and we did not we did not do well with authority, and so John Banks tried to tried to shout at us and all those things. But John John's fine. John 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 was he was fine. But we always have fun talking about John Banks, who uh, was our boss at ESPN.com. Stephen. Um, and now, Stephen, think about it. Think how well I do with authority now. I just respect authority. Yeah, he I, really whipped that out of you, huh? <laughs> I, just, I think I'm pretty coachable now. I think I, I have not given I've not given our new boss is Barfield our boss. I've not given Barfield a moment's trouble. I don't know if he would agree with that. Um, it is the uh, Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox, five thirty six. On a Tuesday afternoon, a gorgeous Tuesday afternoon. As you're driving home, I mean, just stop over there, play some golf, run by Bear Ridge, run over to Cottonwood, play about nine. They got some nine hole rates out there. Get you some golf in. It's just a fun, fun day. Now, Stephen, it is time though for the dismount. We get you caught up on all this baseball. Got a lot of playoff baseball. Some breaking news today, and then Stephen always has kind of a fun one up his sleeve. Stephen, I do have. A theory, though. You know how I'm a, kind of a true crime guy? Uh, I, 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 I smell a rat on a story involving an NFL Hall of Fame quarterback. We'll explain next. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor's Tristan Ebner awarded for his monumental day Saturday for Baylor football. I'll give you details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. To say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great. From general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets, we go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. What season is it? It's truck season at Allen Samuels. Ram trucks are raring to go, ready to work and play, and all feature the best deals of the year during Ram Power Days. Come get your brand new Ram Lone Star at Allen Samuels with 0% for 72 and no payments for 90 days. Or choose up to $9,250 in bonus cash and incentives. Ram, the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Shop, apply, buy online. We deliver Ram Power Days at Allen Samuels. Hey, Baylor and Waco family, it's Coach Kim Mulkey. Will you join us in the fight against the spread of COVID-19? Let's put in the work and take care of each other by wearing face coverings, maintaining social distance, knowing and monitoring the symptoms, and staying home if you're sick. We want to see you back in the Ferrell Center soon, so let's put family first and let's beat COVID-19 together. Sick'em Bears. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. Kick is bouncing. It's going to be picked up on a hop by Ebner at the 20. Veers to his right, 25, 30, 35, 40. Ebner to the 45, to the 50, to the 40, to the 30, down the sideline. 
and Tristan Ebner does it again. One of the highlights from a record-breaking day Saturday, courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. That was the second of two kickoff returns for touchdowns by Baylor senior Treston Ebner. He also had a touchdown rushing and a touchdown receiving. He becomes the first player in the 25-year history of the Big 12 to score three different types of touchdowns in a game. Ebner, for his effort, 272 yards of all-purpose yards, 272 all-purpose yards, named the Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week. Yeah, the first one, you know, just, you know, the dude played it too tight and I made a cut and um, Jonathan Lovett uh, hustled his tail off and uh, helped me with my lead block and um, I was able to get around the edge and score. So, you know, I'm just thankful for all my blockers and the effort. Yeah, Tristan, I guess, uh, you know, from a historical perspective, you're the first Baylor player to return two kicks in the same game for a touchdown. With all the great players that have been through here, what does that mean to you? Um, I'm thankful for the opportunity. You know, um, I would have th uh, thought that Levi Norwood had, had done it before, uh, first, you know. So he's just a great player that I used to watch here. So uh, I'm just thankful that I was able to, you know, put my name down in uh, Baylor history books and the record books. And I'm just thankful for uh, the chance to get out here and play with these great guys. That's Baylor's Treston Ebner, also the first Baylor player to return a touchdown and have a receiving touchdown since 2013, named the Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week. Ebner and the Bears headed to Morgantown to play West Virginia this Saturday morning at 11. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. West Virginia head coach Neil Brown talked about the impressive performance by Baylor against Kansas and the culture surrounding the Baylor program earlier today during his weekly press conference. Baylor was impressive in week one versus Kansas, really uh, dominated that game. A lot of respect for Coach Aranda. I think one of the, the top defensive minds in all of college football over a long period of time. Obviously coming off a national championship last year, and he's put together a great staff. Uh, two former head coaches as his coordinators, two really successful head coaches as his coordinators. I talked about this last year, is when you turn on Baylor's tape, they're a tough, uh, physical team that, that runs very well. And you can tell that they have a really good culture there. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. It's time for the dismount. For a final look at today's top stories, here's Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcox. Got that tag right. <laughs> Nailed it. You've already played it. You've played it at five. I was just giving people a little preview I, of what it's going to sound like. You should have seen me. I just. I just immediately grabbed my phone to look at the time, and my heart, I mean, it was like not, I wasn't mad at you. I literally got excited. I thought, my gosh, we're already, <laughs> we're rolling here. We're already at the end of the show. I didn't realize that. We got a Ranger game coming up? <laughs> nope, we don't. Oh, man. Golly, all this playoff baseball, I love it. I love it. They expanded the playoffs to try we to give everybody playing, a chance. We and the Rangers were baseball. like, nope. No, they couldn't. No, Rangers stink. But we ought to be playing every Major League Baseball like playoff game. Man, <laughs> we used to do that. We used to do that at my old place, and people love it. People love uh, playoff baseball. And it don't even matter if it's like the Astros or the Cardinals or the Twins, whoever. They just like playoff baseball. 
All right. Um, um, oh, I like this, Steven. You like this? <laughs> I like Kim Mulkey. You know, they had a pretty cool thing over there. Led by former Lady Bear and Dallas police detective um, Chelsea Whitaker, the Lady Bears players, coaches, and staff took an eight-hour course on America's racial history, the current racial climate, and how it intersects with the criminal justice system. Now, that sounds really cool. All right, that uh, Kim put that out, and she tweeted right after it. She said, FYI, mask worn except for picture. <laughs> she knew, man, the social media <laughs> shamers are always out. <laughs> nice job. Try to come nice and job. say gotcha. <laughs> nice job not wearing a mask, Cam. Golly. No social hey. distancing. Let's put this on Facebook. I saw some kids. They didn't have their mask on. My daughter's in junior high. I think it'd almost be better, like, just to stay home. Like, literally, Steve and her, they've got three different lunch periods, I guess, to keep them all spread out and not close to each other. And uh, hers is at 10.20, 10.20 a.m. It's like lunch. And then they've got them by alphabetical order. So it's like one of her friends happens to have a, let's see, her last name ends with a B. So she's around three or four of her friends. You know, there's plexiglass between them. And Parker kind of didn't didn't really luck out. So none of her friends are even like, they're like all three or four tables away. So she just sits there and eats at 1020 in the morning with no, she says she's got a couple of boys near her just talking about video games the whole time. She's oh, like, no. I got no clue what they're talking about. It's like, come on. Let these kids have a little. Can at lunch, at lunch, can you not just relax a little bit? Mm. Even with you got the plexiglass up between them, let them sit where they want to sit. Goodness gracious, man, that was a big man. deal in high school, like junior senior year. Oh, do you have a lunch or B lunch? I hope I hope all my friends are in a lunch. And I mean, I went to a small school, so it usually worked out. But that was always a big deal on the first day. Which you have a lunch or B lunch? Are we gonna be able to sit together during lunch? We, we had later in my early in my time, we didn't have uh, you could leave the school grounds to go get lunch. And so as freshmen, of course, we didn't have li- uh, driver's license. But our, our older buddy, Darren Day, he, he drove a little brown Volvo. And so four of my buddy or my, you know, four, three of my buddies and I would jump into the, the brown Volvo and we just traded out every day of the week. One of the moms would cook and have like a home cooked meal for us. And we and then we would uh, one day a week on Wednesdays we'd go eat at the church. The youth would get to go up to the church. So it was a pretty good deal. And then they built the cafetorium. So no we could not leave campus anymore. Wow. And Stephen they had a jukebox, okay? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen a jukebox. I've seen a jukebox. But they, yeah. they had a jukebox in the cafetorium but it only had two songs on it, <laughs> and it was, it was uh, "Friends in Low Places" How by Garth. How great Garth. thou art! Oh, okay, <laughs> no, no, friends, this is not First Baptist. <laughs> friends in Low Places, and then a duet with Aaron Neville and uh, Linda Ronstadt. Ronstadt, okay. You don't what know it? much, but I know I love you, and that may be all I ever know. So that was it. In two songs, and you just rotate back and forth. And, you know, we were idiots, so we just go by and just keep playing them. It's <laughs> like, well, what else do you something. need? Yeah. So it was either Aaron Neville or or Garth, 
<laughs> and uh, we never expanded. Only had the two deals. And then every once in a while, you'd forget your lunch and have to eat at the school cafeteria. Ooh. <laughs> like, you know, two or three bucks, and you'd get some. I mean, well, the one thing about school cafeteria, you got to admire how it never improved over the years. They always, they stayed consistent. <laughs> Status quo, like from, baby. From first grade on, you got those horrible-looking peaches out of the can where they just kind of dumped it out there. I mean, it just never really went to the next level. I'm sure at Midway, you know, they're like, uh, Matt, we have uh, we have Chick-fil-A here on campus. Can we tell uh, them how we want our steak done when we come in the line? <laughs> Rhonda, I'd like well done today. Uh, Matt, would you like uh, would you like Golden Chick or Chick Fil A, or do you like uh, we have Schmaltz's out here on campus? Golly, we did not. Stephen at McGregor and Kaufman, <sighs> we had to overcome a lot. Okay, <laughs> facilities wise, let's not act like we. But we did have great educators. Thank goodness, and that's how we ended up on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I should have Steven. paid attention to those educators more. I uh, know, I know. They did a good job. Good principals. I loved all the principals we had. We had some good ones. Although Principal Eubanks one time sent me to the BAM room for uh, chewing gum in class. The BAM room. You know what that is? Behavioral like modification. I mean, for that's chewing like for gum. The, that's like high offenders. Yes, yes, of chewing gum, and they, oh man, I you were in there with mom, all the kids cutting class. Yeah, I think mom got involved in that. Well, the principal had gone to high school with her at McKinney, and he's just like, yeah, send send me to the BAM room for that. I'm just like, jeez, had some behavioral <laughs> issues. Did you ever chew gum again, or did you get scared straight? Yeah, got scared. Yeah, got. I think I I, for, I was able to forego gum the rest of uh, the rest of time there, the rest of my uh, high school career. All right, uh, Stephen, what else do we have today? What what's on your plate for the dismount? Well, I'm going to give everybody what they want. Some Giants practice squad news. The New York Giants today <laughs> always cut, lead with that. The Giants today cut Cooper Rush and Rod Smith, two former Cowboys that came over with Jason Garrett from their practice squad, and they signed. Alfred Morris and Clayton Thorison. So they cut two former Cowboys and signed two former Cowboys. Uh, head coach Jason Garrett doing a nice job keeping Joe Judge in line, just bringing all his former players in. Remind me who Clayton Thorson is. That name rings a bell. Uh, he Did was he the Northwestern quarterback? quarterback, yes. And then he came to the Cowboys for a short time. Hey, did you see? I thought of you, speaking of Northwestern, there was some coach that they lost this week. I think it was Gary. Was it Patterson? No. It was somebody. I thought of you immediately. They lost the game. It might have been a high school team. And I just happened to see this. And whoever the coach was said, all right, fellas, it was t- it's time to put the Twitter away. <laughs> I think it was college. <laughs> yep, that I was the problem. I can't remember what team it was. Said, Fellas, we're putting the Twitter away this week. Maybe not tech. I like that. I love a coach who just bans social media. I, I, here's what I've started doing, Stephen. This is going to be a kind of like, let's just, each day we share kind of a mental health, mental health tips. I've started, I've started working out when I go on a bike ride lately. 
I just put my phone, for once, I just put my phone in my pocket, but I'm not using earphones or anything, and just completely unplug. Like, no Twitter, no no music, music, and just go, and I'll ride, you know, whatever, 10, 15 miles, and it's the greatest. I mean, for, for that one hour of the day, you're just you're just away from everything. Like I think that is, I'm not saying I got. I mean, because tomorrow I'll be like trying to on Twitter while I'm writing or something. But I do think it is extremely healthy. That's why I can't get a hold of you. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> well, Matt, get, the, the owner of uh, Eminem Broadcasting one time like just flat out said to me, "What?" What do you do? Like, what is your schedule? Why can why can nobody get a hold of you? <laughs> why can't anyone get a hold of you? And I, I just had to share with him that I keep a little bit different schedule than most people. Yeah, it's probably because Tacker was calling you at seven thirty. That's three hours before you wake up. Boy, Tacker's not pleased with me. I'm not getting emails right now. I have too many emails, and so they <laughs> I can't get any new ones. And Tacker's like sending me proposals and stuff. It's not. It's not going well. All right, Matt. I'll close with this. Hopefully, you get your email situation figured out. I know that's priority number one here. Um, Earl Thomas. It was reported that he was going to work out with the Saints yesterday. That did not happen. They put that on hold. John McLean said after some internal discussion, the Texans have decided not to sign Earl Thomas. So uh, Earl Thomas still out on the market. They're not. The Texans are not going to sign him. They didn't end up even bringing him in for a workout. He is still a free agent. The uh, former Longhorn and Orange Texan, Texas native. I mean, I, I the Cowboys. Let's see. Uh, let's, uh, look at this. Look at this. Uh, look at this, Stephen. I mean, first of all, they should. I don't care if he brings his brother. And his wife, that crazy love triangle or whatever is going on with the Earl Thomas family, they should have him out there. Even if you have to have the wife observe him from the sideline, I would have, <laughs> I would get her down there and mask her up and, and get the whole Thomas family to Dallas. It's crazy not to. But, Stephen, I did notice some bad news earlier today. I'm sorry if you said this and I just missed it. A blow to the Cowboys' depth on the D-line. Rookie defensive tackle Rondell Carter has terminated his contract in pursuit of opportunity elsewhere. Once he clears COVID-19 protocol, he intends to sign to the Colts' 53-man roster. Per agent Adam Seifer, Carter was coveted prospect on practice squad. I I, I thought you could protect some of these practice squatters. What's going on? I, I don't... He can just cancel his – he could terminate his contract. Rondale's already watch- jumping ship. He said, I don't like this way the organization's going. Look at this. Somebody says it's actually smart for him because once Gregory returns, there is no room for him on our 53. Uh, how about that? I mean, isn't that interesting? Guy just – people are, like, putting all these memes up. Of like crying, like upset. Let's not act like people knew who Rondell Carter was. Stephen, was that a draft pick or an undrafted guy? Rondell sounds Carter. like an undrafted situation. I don't remember him being drafted now. Isn't there another Rondell in our life? Like plays for Purdue or somebody? Yeah, that's Rondell Moore. What does he do? Is he any fast? 
Yes, he's like a running back wide receiver, really fast guy. Oh, man. All right, Stephen. I give us today, you know, Stretch gives grades. I give us today an A-. I thought we were really on point much of the day. thought we lost focus late, which pretty much happens daily. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Tom to start sending us each day. Tom does not like to text. He's just cut off all communication with me, even though we had a great time up in the press box the other night, Tom Barfield. But I'm going to start asking him, St- Stephen, to text us a grade for our effort every day, all right? And we'll, he'll, he'll send great. that to us at 6 o'clock each day. I'm sure we'll get right on that, Matt. All right. All my best to our all our fans, our supporters, our loved ones, uh, all the people that we care about. Um, in life. You guys have been great to us. We love our listeners. The uh, text line has been active. Tomorrow, uh, Stephen, let's uh, let's actually open up the call lines, <laughs> whatever you call them, phone lines, and let's have some people sound off, all right? I want to interact. I know you, I know sometimes you like to just have me to yourself, but let's Let's ha- let's open up the phone lines tomorrow. Everybody have a great evening. Say good night, Stephen. Good night. I don't in any way want to have Matt to myself. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> that's, that's what you told me earlier. Good night.